Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! Star Joe's podcast episode seventy five. The listeners suck. What? What? No, you can't say listeners I, suck. I, I can't say that. No. What, what? What the fuck are you doing? How about how about uh, sucking the listeners? Whoa, that's even worse <laughs> than before. You can't say that. Do you get a pass for that? But yeah, yeah. If you're no. president, yeah, you get a pass. Sure. How about sucking with the listeners? Sucking up to the listeners. Sucking with the listeners. How sucking up to the listeners? That's okay, a good we, one. we can do that. All right. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 75, Sucking Up to the Listeners. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. I'm John. Hey! hey. John Thurman. Our buddy John. What's up, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you guys tonight? We're oh, good. We're, we're good. doing fantastic. Now, as we had mentioned in previous episodes, we are going to have multiple guests on, our listeners, our faithful and devoted listeners, which yeah, this we're is our, thrilled to have on. Our three-way, our Eiffel Tower. No. No? No. Hey, now. <laughs> Both of you guys Keith objected Knutson too fast. is not here. Everyone objected <laughs> yeah, too fast. That happens on DC Noise. Not oh, here. oh, sorry, sorry. So uh, what's going to happen is we're going to, in a few seconds here, we're going to turn the reins over to John. We have no idea 
what John's going to talk about. John, we've never met before, right? That's correct. Yes, we 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 haven't discussed this ahead of time. Uh, Chuck and I are performing without a net. Yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen. So we're going to fall and we're going to bomb. <laughs> this is either going to be totally epic or total failure. It'll be an epic fail or an epic success. <laughs> but it'll be epic. So uh, John reached out to us because uh, we knew we were going to have him on uh, first because we wanted to get you before you were going off on some business trips. I know you had coming up. A big contributor on the forums. Absolutely. And we had a big contributor with Facebook. So Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to make sure John knew ahead of time, like, because he says, you know, am I interviewing you guys? What am I doing? I was like, hell yeah, anything you whatever. want. If you, whatever direction you want to go in, if you just want to throw out a topic for all three of us to talk about, we could do that. If yeah. you want to interview us, you could do that. If you have what top a, five, yeah, if you whatever, want a French toast recipe, go for it, whatever. Whatever you want to talk about, go for it. So we really have no idea what John's yeah. about to throw at us. Boxes or briefs, go. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Man. Uh, I'm not going commando, though, either. No, I tell you guys, I, I – Listen, first of all, really appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, I'm, you know, it's unfortunate the old forums are not around so that we can't look back there, but uh, this is actually the first podcast that I ever got into. Uh, thanks to Robert Atkins, you know, your show uh, was the first one I got turned on to and got there for, to DC Noise and to a lot of other shows, but uh, was really, really excited to be able to be on here. Yeah. And uh, again, I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, we appreciate it, too. The yeah, one, we're, we're honored. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I know the one thing that you and I have had a conversation on in the past, uh, you know, because you and I, and I know you and Chuck have talked private messages and stuff like that. I know one thing that you said to me, which I, I take as a very uh, huge compliment, and I know Chuck would too, is that you said we created a great community where it isn't just like the typical forums of like someone says something you don't agree with, so you just say, hey, fuck you, and that's the only response. Usually if we don't agree with each other, we're, we have some thoughts behind why. And, 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 but and, we, and we say fuck you. Right. That's a great point. Oh, yeah. That's a great point, Ryan. I think, you know, especially, you know, I got back into the activity in just the last few years and getting into your show and getting into these forums. I've met so many great people yeah. and, and talked to so many great people. And, and I think it is the fact that, uh, you know, it, it really is a community. We may not necessarily agree, but we're civil and right. we, uh, we listen or we, we read, uh, with patience. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good, it's a really good thing. And glad to see, uh, the new forum has been, as active as it's been, I, I always excited. You know, this is the first show when it comes up on iTunes. It's, it, as soon as it's on, I'm downloading it and listening nice. to it. And uh, yeah, so well, we, we like I said, glad yeah. to be here. Well, we appreciate that for sure. And no, believe me, when we were on the new forums, we're like, okay, how many people are going to come over with us? Yeah, we didn't think many, but I was surprised, Lord, surprised. at how all, just about everybody came over. Um, I can't even think of anyone that didn't, didn't come yeah, over. Everybody did so. Maybe Chewy hasn't yet. Yeah. Yeah, he's a dick. But <laughs> and, and as much as you said, like everyone's cordial to each other. Yeah, everyone's cordial to each other except for Chuck and myself. We we we, we do what we do on the show. <laughs> that goes without saying. Each other, yeah, that so. goes without saying. So. Well, I have to say, and I've I've told you, I think I've told you this in emails before, but uh, you know the the last time I ran into, well, no, not that's not true. The the when I ran into Robert at. Uh, North Carolina con back in November. All he could tell me was that you guys were exactly like you were on the show. You're just like that in person. Sad, so, sad to say, that's it's a great so thing. True, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. 
Well, yeah. listen, I, here's what I wanted to do, and, sure. and I appreciate being the, the guinea pig, as it were, in terms of the, you know, the first chance here. You know, you guys have the Roadhouse Awards and the end of year review, and I wanted to do a mid year review if we could. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, sure. Talk sure. a little bit about best of and ter- best of what we've seen so far. Okay. And, and we'll kind of go from there. What's the best single issue that both of you guys have read this year? Require and that's requiring memory. Yeah, that's some thought. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I would say it probably is the uh, the the Cobra Annual, the Angie Edge Annual. Okay. With the the backstory of the Cobra Commander. Oh yeah yeah okay yeah yeah I, I really that, enjoyed that. That was really really good yeah. Um, so I, we get the whole backstory of Craig. Yeah, honestly. I, I Maybe mean, the, even the leading up to it, the naming of the Cobra Commander. You th- they actually say it's Major Blood at the beginning, and yeah. we find out it's not. Um, a couple things that's, that stand out for me um, are the are, are actually recent things, which is the whole um, thing that Costa did with uh, the new direction for the Cobra book. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, the Flint team, and that he's actually hiding. Uh, major blood down in the basement and and they got uh, Tomax working for him so that was like and Billy showed up and I was like holy crap this this is like just when I think this book can't get any better it's getting better I mean Um, even with the real American hero they they killed Billy yeah Um, and then the other thing I think that stands out for me again it's a recent one but it it just really stands out is the blood ties Uh, having seen Chris Scalf's work again it's just it's absolutely gorgeous and it's I mean the story is good. If you want a good Boba Fett story, yeah, the blood good, ties yeah. ones are yeah. the ones to get. So. Now, those are the PC answers, but the real answer is, off the record is, is 180. 180. <laughs> We're, in the damn book. We're in the book, and that's friggin' phenomenal. Winner. I, I'm going to withhold comment on that. I have, yeah. six, I have six copies of it. I do, too. I bought five regular copies. I've got the incentive Larry Hama sketch cover. I bought five copies through DCBS, and I still bought one at my local comic shop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give them to, like, family is, gifts and so, stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, as far as just standout issues, I'm, those are probably the ones I'd go with. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to go with Cobra 12 and the uh, the last letter from Chuckles. Oh, Top oh, and yeah. bottom. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. It's the, single, it's the single best single issue I've read all year. Yeah. That you was know, really good. Damn. I, I was so disappointed I, that Costa was not able to get to Heroes because I wanted to thank him personally for that book. Yeah. It is just out, just an outstanding book. I'll month, give you, I'll give you an email address. No. Wow. <laughs> well, Let's I've tweeted him several times. I've told him, you know, I've told him how much I've enjoyed it. But you know, that one, just yeah. that one. If I had to point to one book and say that's the best book I've read all year, for me, that's the best single book I've read all year. Yeah. See, if I had time to think, I would have thought of that one. Oh yeah, well, that would have came to mind <laughs> right away. Yeah. <laughs> What about, you know, so we talked about single issues. What about a title? Any single title, you know, month to month, you know, you're talking seven, six, seven issues now of, a, right. of any one book. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a property that, that Star Joe's typically talks about. What what about a single title that, or a single title that's yeah. really uh, turned Batman. you on this year? Batman, yeah. Batman. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> um, Batman's huge right now. I mean, Scott He's Snyder. killing it. Scott Snyder is... God's gift to writing right now. As he, far is, as I'm concerned. he is the Batman. He is the goddamn Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to have him on a just one shot Joe book or something. I would love like to say hi to him. <laughs> any of the books we cover. Uh, yeah. Um, Dan Slott's killing Spider-Man, amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that. Um, 
Johns has found his groove again on Green Lantern. Aquaman has been really Aquaman good too. has been ridiculously good. Obviously, yeah. Cost on on Cobra. I yeah, mean, the, cost the, on the, Cobra, the yeah. two books I pick anytime they're on my pile, they're the very top books. Is Batman and Cobra. Those are the two top books. Every single time if they come in my order, it's like, oh, these are these are right away. I have to read tonight. Yeah. So, uh, but Aquaman's amazing. Uh, All Star Western, I was blown away by. Um, I've been reading AVX. I like it. It's not blowing my mind yet, but I'm yeah. kind of interested to see where Marvel's going with this whole Marvel well, now. Marvel thing. now, yeah. So who knows? But yeah, nothing from Marvel's blowing me away. See, I don't think I don't think Marvel's going to be as big as the DC New Fifty Two. Oh, you, actually, I just don't. Actually, you know what Marvel books actually is blowing me away is I've been commenting on the forums about it a lot is New Avengers because it's uh, it's Iron Fist training Hope and then Spider Man's been brought in recently. It's got beautiful artwork. If you like the Shield run that Marvel did, where it's like old Shield with uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, okay, all right. They bring Leonardo da Vinci into the story. No shit, yeah. And then they show like if you like the Immortal Iron Fist uh, series that was done for a while, you want to pick up New Avengers right now. Um, but the one Marvel book I've been getting in trade was Daredevil. Yeah. And Mark I got Wade. the second trade of the Mark Wade Daredevil stuff, and that's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I gotta let you borrow that because you read the first one; it's yeah. really good. But like I said, if, if I had to pick two titles right now for me, like I said, always go to the top of my pile. It has to be Batman and it has to be Cobra. Those are the two books that I am just like. I, finish, I always, I always I grab American and, um, Hero, Real yeah. American Hero first. That's my book. Yeah. I always grab that. Well, now that we're getting away from the blue ninjas, maybe I'll <laughs> pick that one up. <laughs> um, how about you, John? Anything in particular that stands out for you? Yeah, I think the, uh, the 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 surprise for me and and for the folks that are listening that are on the forums, it's not going to be a surprise. The activity, yes, from Image, it, it is just an outstanding book. I um, I do want to thank you and Daryl Taylor for that book because without you guys recommending it, I wouldn't have picked it up, and I absolutely love it. I still keep getting it, and I still read it right away. So. It it is just it, I appreciate you saying that and and yeah I thank Daryl for turning me on to it as well it it is just a, a great book I had a chance to uh, to meet Nathan Edmondson and Mitch Garrods down at Heroes Con this year talk a little bit more to them about the about the book and sat in on their uh, activity panel and yeah if you, as I've told folks if you want a real world GI Joe book this yeah. is the one you got to get it. Yeah. It is, you know, actually the the current the issue that just came out yesterday uh, is is co-written by a Navy SEAL. And, uh, oh wow! And you can't, you just can't get more. I don't know how you can get more realistic than that. Yeah, very um, authentic. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's just fantastic, Chuck. I don't know if you're reading it, but it. Oh, it's so good. I, I read a couple <laughs> issues that Ryan let me borrow. It's, it's just eh. Yeah, it, I, it was. It's not my thing. I, I lent a couple issues to Chuck, but I, I think it was a little too real for him. So yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm a, I'm a capes and cows kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mike from D, uh, Mike from uh, ETM. Yeah, really. <laughs> so. Well, so now another component of the show is is certainly the figure reviews, toy reviews. Mm-hmm. What's the best toy figure Lego set, whatever you want to call it, that you've that you have in hand? Through the through, through this point of the year, got like ten in. Not hands. what you've seen, <laughs> but what, what do you you know? What have you picked up? Um, have coming your way that you're that that's most exciting for you. I, I know I I have ones I already have. Okay, but. I I just picked up at Walmart the Adat Walker. Okay, yeah, the big Star Wars Adat. Mm. I just bought that. It was fifty dollars. It's the size of a small dog. 
<laughs> it's it's huge, and or it was I should say medium sized dog. <laughs> when it came out, it was like one twenty nine, one thirty nine, and I got it for fifty bucks at Walmart. Yeah. Um, uh, it comes with the pilot, the added pilot, the added driver, uh, the speeder bikes yeah. with it. I've already, huge. I've already mentioned my love for my Flint figure that I got from Chris Campbell. But yeah, yes. awesome. Yeah. Another figure that I, I got for myself that I really love is I've been a huge fan of the Batman Arkham uh, Asylum and Arkham City games, and I got a lot of figures from that line. One of them that I picked up was a 8-inch Batman figure from done by Play Arts. So it's super articulated. It's super detailed. It comes with multiple capes that you can attach to them. Um, uh, Multiple hands. So you got fist hands you could put in there or or ones that can hold a batarang. He's also got, comes with a grappling gun. Just, you can pose him in any pose and he'll stay standing up. Um, It's kind of like a poseable statue. His neck has multiple articulation to it, to give you an idea. Like you can have him look in any direction and it looks a lot more realistic. So that's definitely a highlight that I have right now. Um, I did recently get the uh, going back to my Muppets love. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Daryl. Daryl. Sorry, Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Daryl Taylor. But uh, uh, my uh, Muppets Palisades. I recently got the Rainbow Connection Kermit, which was a very limited edition figure, and I got a really good deal on him. So uh, I was, he comes with. Kermit sitting on a log with his banjo right from the Muppet movie and his nephew uh, Robin and a couple Muppet f- vegetables with it. So, um, Yeah, my monthly Masters figures do not disappoint. The Snake Man at Arms was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I, I get those once a month. Like, yeah. you get the Voltron figures, yeah. but the, they're, they're just awesome. Mattel is killing that Spike line. Or, it. Yeah. Spike Orr is a doggy chew toy. <laughs> no, that, a, I got an email from uh, Maddie Collector saying that thing is shipped already, so I can't wait to have yeah. it. You can give it to your dog? No way. It's a doggy chew toy. No, it's not. It looks like one. You, you so hate the Masters. No, I don't hate the Masters. <laughs> but, uh, John, if you... if. Uh, when we're done here, or if you have the ability to do so, check out uh, Mattel Classic Spike Or figure and and tell me that it does not look like a doggy chew toy. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, are you collecting anything yourself uh, besides original art? You know, I, I'm not. I had to pick one thing. My wife was going to disown me otherwise. <laughs> and, uh... What's the What's the coolest thing you bought? Uh, you bought your son, toy wise. Well, I will tell you what the coolest thing Jacob has bought for himself are these Dollar General Joes. Oh, nice! Yeah, I am really, really impressed with with what with what they are for what they are. Well, um, I, that black Cobra Trooper is just outstanding. Yeah, and that's oh, the thing when I see that shipwreck are two of my two favorites. Yeah, yeah. Well, shipwreck is awesome too. He, he has a neck, which I couldn't tell in the original pictures <laughs> that he had a neck, but he's got a neck. The 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 articulation on them is is great, you know. If you're going to take them out of the package and play with them, they're just they're fantastic. Right, well, really are. And I when I see those, pleased. and I realize the more expensive figures are, you know, made better sculpts and everything else. But I'm, I look at those figures and I go, these look great. Why can't I get more figures like this that cost six bucks instead of these ones that are costing me eleven dollars at the yeah, store? Yeah, ten, eleven bucks. Yeah, yeah. I I think the big difference between what I've seen the the six figures that he got from from one of our friends that was at Heroes that had an extra set, the the difference is they don't come as with with many weapons. They don't yeah. come with stands, and they don't have the they don't have they don't come on a a character card as such. Yeah, file yeah. card. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you if you if I can do without you know a figure without character art in a fig in a in a in a card, 
and I can get that level of quality. Because yeah. you know the articulation and the and the just everything about them, top to bottom, they're all great figures. Yeah. And you say for six bucks, it's just amazing. So you, you know what they could do um, to keep costs down is they could have it where it just has like uh, I can't remember what the symbols are called now, but the ones where you can scan it. Barcodes, not a barcode, but it's like a barcode. Oh yeah, the, yeah, like a Q code. Yeah, Q yeah, code. Yeah, that's Q-codes, what I was trying yeah, to yeah, yeah. Have a, a Q code on the card, and you can get an app on your, you know, iPad or whatever like that, and you could scan that Q card, and it shows you a file card on the a app. digital file card. A digital file card. That's cool. And I would imagine because you don't have to do it once, you don't have to reproduce it on a bunch of right cardboard and stuff. That this way you still get your file card, but yeah, a couple cents, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, just a thought. Uh, yeah, quit, quit, quit harping on the six dollar price point. I know. I'm trying to sell my figures to Ryan for eighty bucks. No, not, not going to happen. <laughs> they are they are well worth whatever price you pay. They're they are they really are top to bottom. I told him. Other than Cobra Commander, who's kind of boring, he doesn't really do much. Yeah. The other figures are great. I told him sixty. I'm holding out for another twenty. No, <laughs> not going to happen. I don't need them that badly. I got you. <laughs> What's what's the biggest surprise for you guys? And, and one of the things I will say that I, that I appreciate about Chuck and Ryan, how you guys handle the show, is, is you you maintain great positivity where many many podcasts don't. Many other shows will just not with each go, other. <laughs> they just they 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 are going to look at the bad and only focus on the bad. But good or bad for each of you, what's the biggest surprise this year? In 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 our in the properties that we all know and love, and in properties that you don't necessarily talk about on the show, but what's the biggest surprise? Comic movies, whatever it may be, what is it for you this year? Well, uh, for me, there's a couple surprises with GI Joe. Is number one the movie being pushed back and delayed, or you know, yeah, that was a I'm huge still staying, surprise. I'm still staying positive about it. Yeah, that was a huge. It's surprise. still going to come out. So yeah, you're still going to get it. Again, I I've said my piece about it. Um, I'm not going to see it in 3D. It's just my little protest form. I, I want to see it. I'll give them the money I was going to go to see it, but I'm not going to see it in 3D for making me wait. You know, that's what they said they're going to do about it. Realistically, we all know they didn't want to compete with the big boys. They wouldn't have made any money. Right. So they need to remake their money on it because they spent a lot of money on it. Um, I mean, another thing, too, is limited articulation for the new retaliation uh, vehicle drivers. See, now you're getting all negative. You just said uh, he, doesn't, he well, likes that we're not negative. Well, negative. <laughs> I, I can't believe they went back to five points of articulation on a figure. Yeah, that's that's huge from where yeah. we were yeah. with the pursuit of Cobra line with the sci-fi and the lifeline figures and the low light have yeah. all that articulation, all those weapons. Now you give me a Star Wars figure from the seventies. I'm okay with that. that I'm, not okay. <laughs> I'm not okay with that. I like at all. Star Wars. No, just well, kidding. yeah. I mean, no, I understand exactly what you're saying. But like going into what you were saying too, John, I think one of the reasons I've never understood it either, people being all negative, is. If you're doing a podcast, you're probably doing a podcast about something that you love, yeah. or it should be about something you love. So how can you possibly all of a sudden just turn it into a bitch session? Like, I love G.I. Joe. I love Star Wars. I love Transformers. I love all these properties I grew up with. I might not always agree with what I'm seeing or what's going on with them, but that doesn't take away that passion I grew up with all my whole life. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest surprise for me, it's very broad spectrum for me, is... Um, when it comes to the properties that we cover is how much it's growing because when we started this podcast, we, I've talked with Chuck about this before. Oh, yeah, when yeah, we yeah. started this podcast about two and a half years ago, there was three Joe books. There was one transformers book. 
and there was about three or four, about Star three Wars, Star yeah, Wars three, books. Yeah. So we were covering like six to seven books a, a, a month. Yeah. Now we've got four. I mean, I realize this might change soon, but we have four GI Joe books. We have two trans, three Transformers, three Transformers books. books. Ninja, a Turtles. Ninja Turtle book with a side micro series book. Two Voltron, two books. Voltron books. A He Man book. A He Man book that's out right now. It's and then we have uh, four GI Joe books. I mean, we have the yeah. four GI Joe books and everything else. My and, Little Pony's like, coming out of the book. <laughs> we're not covering that. Uh, <laughs> we have uh, four to five Star Wars books out at any one time. I mean, the the fact that all these properties I loved as a kid are making big comebacks in comics is just mind-blowing to me because we thought what we started with was probably what we were going to finish with. If not that, that we thought books were going to get cut even more. So we thought we might get down to where we would have no new books coming out and we were going to have to start covering the old Devil's Do run or something like that or the Dreamwave run for Transformers just to have something. Like we were going to keep going with the po- podcast no matter what, but we were like, yeah, if some of these books get cut. And we don't have any new books to cover. We're going to have to go to the old stuff. Which is which we want to do fine. anyway. We want to do it anyways. But we, we were like, time we thought it. we'd be forced to do it. Yeah. Now we have you know anywhere from 12 to 15 books to cover a month, which is fantastic. And we keep hearing about more. I mean, we have Battle Beasts that just came out. G.I. Joe Ma- uh, Danger Girl. Yeah, G.I. Joe Danger Girl came out. So it's like, it's a great problem to have. But it's like, oh my God, like everything I grew up as, with a ki- as a kid is now like this super sensation type thing, and we have live action movies. We got toys coming, making a comeback. Well, the vintage line with Star Wars is still going strong. Right. That's crazy. Even I, though I they're going the on hard work, they are going on hiatus with yeah. it. But what they're bringing back the big Millennium Falcon, which right. is something I want. I'm not going to pass on that again. Yeah. So, so I'm loving that. I think just the fact that when we started this, I didn't think it was going to grow, especially in the comics world. Oh, and when it, we started I, this, I didn't think it would be what it is today. Right. No way. And no way in my dreams I think it would be what it is. The com- I didn't think we were going to grow in comics, especially property titles, there being more property titles than what we started with. In fact, we thought there would be less. Um, we've talked to artists. We've talked to writers. And then having the show itself grow the way yeah. it did. We've met so many people, made so many friends through the show. It's awesome. Yeah. I never um, thought we would talk to a creator, let alone have creators actually listening to our show. Yeah, artists and creators reaching out to us, which I, is crazy. I never thought I'd have listeners reach out to us or talk to us. People or sending excite, us stuff, exciting, mailing us stuff. Yeah, it's, exciting to see us. It's awesome. Uh, we got press basses for Baltimore Con. Yeah. We're press now. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> it just blows my mind. And, like, people on the forums are saying, hey, you guys might have people asking you to sign issue 180. And I'm oh, like, my God, that, that's blowing me away. There's no way. No. I, and, and I'm like, I'm I, not going to wreck your issue. I don't want to destroy your issue. But then, like, someone pointed out and said, yeah, but to a listener, that's their fandom. So they it means something to them. And I'm like, you yeah. know, if someone really wants me to sign it, I will. But I, I don't Feel like it, I don't feel right about it. I don't it. feel right about it, but I'll do it. So winning the fantasy football championship two oh, years in a row, up. it's awesome. Oh my god, you are the champ. I am the champ. Oh, god. oh my god. Hopefully I can claim. I am back for a three P. Hopefully I can claim that title with uh, this weight loss challenge. If that, I, that if we I could be two champs, we could be two champs. Well, okay. Then. If well, <laughs> yeah, no, you could be. You're always my Arn Anderson to my Ric Flair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't make me hurt you. You're in my house right now. <laughs> if I win again next year, I am getting one of those wrestling belts. If he wins again this this year, um, podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> you said that last year. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring John on. I've toned it down. I've toned it down. John John, you willing to read some Star Wars and Transformers <laughs> books? <laughs> Anything for you, man. Okay, appreciate nice. it. 
Because I might have to get rid of Chuck. At two, John. See, see, two. the thing Chuck doesn't realize is the reason we're having guests on is I'm actually doing auditions. It's auditions for a replacement. <laughs> Bastard. As long as we don't have to talk about My Little Pony or no. Strawberry Shortcake. I was going to go that route at the beginning, but <laughs> I held my tongue. To do I held it, my tongue. Pony knowledge here. Ask Chuck about Strawberry Shortcake. We were talking about this today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I said at Baltimore, if I find the... He asked me, he goes, did you ever finish reading that issue? Because the issue he ordered for Strawberry Shortcake, he didn't get in time for the episode. I ordered directly from Ape Entertainment, and it came so late so that he I had, had to get the digital copy. And he had to read, like, the preview digital copy. Yeah, which so he was didn't get the, he didn't get the full issue. So when he so got when the, the issue, issue in the mail... He's like, did you ever read it? I'm like, well, yeah, I read it. I bought it. I, I read it. Why not? <laughs> I wanted to see what, what happened. <laughs> so then I said, would you buy the trade of it? And he says, well, if I find it at Baltimore for like five bucks, I might buy the trade of Strawberry Shortcake. I was like, oh my God, I don't even know you. But I was like, if it's six bucks, deal off. <laughs> five bucks is my limit. So if I see it in a $5 bin, I'll be tempted. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And that's another thing too, like when it comes to the show, like... We honestly, I try to plan some things out ahead of time, but I would say anything past like the next two or three episodes, we really don't know what we're doing, but it seems to work out. Stuff seems to just fall into place. Like that whole April Fool's thing with my, uh, with the Care Bears and Strawberry Shortcake, that was planned like maybe a month in advance. Well, maybe even a little bit before that. We started talking about for April Fool's what to do, and then it just kind of all came together and it just kind of worked out. It was I was scrambling the, that night to finish the next episode <laughs> because I wanted to get out the next episode the day after the April day, Fool's. Yeah. Um, so that was a little hair raising, but yeah, it's just it stuff just kind of comes together, which I'm I'm that's another thing I think that shocks me is like how much stuff just falls into place. What are you looking forward to? We've got a uh, you know a few more months till the end of the year. What's the one thing that you're looking forward to Baltimore. across across <laughs> everything we've talked about? What are you looking forward to? Uh, outside of Baltimore Comic Con and hanging out with all you guys, uh, toy wise would be the big Millennium Falcon. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, as far as comic wise, what I'm looking forward to is uh, more Dan Slot on Spider Man, more Batman, uh, Real American Hero. Uh, you know, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. Maybe they do a story where they focus a little bit more on Destro. And the Baroness. Yeah. I'd like to see a little bit more dynamic of that played out. You know what I would Maybe like? Maybe an, an Iron Grenadier. Yeah. You know what I would show up? Or you something? know what I'd like to see more as far as from a real American hero because this, this was a story I really liked was when they got a little bit more. Um, they focused more on stuff that actually happened in the past in the past Marvel run and brought some of that back. Brought like the whole sneak peek thing. Yeah, the, yeah. I thought that was done really well. I know. I did some, too. Yeah. I thought some. I know some people were like, well, "How the hell is he back?" But I didn't really. They care. explained it really well. It was well, still yeah. a really good story. Dusty getting more coffee. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I, that, I think that's another thing I'd like to see is I'd like to see them start to get now that they've been doing it for a little while. I'd like to see them kind of get away from doing just the main characters because we don't have a special missions book right now. No, so I'd like to see them maybe focus on a character like Dusty or Torpedo or Wet. Remember those old GI like Joe Origins books when they did yeah. that the, the story the yeah. one shot about the one character and stuff like that. Yeah, I like to, you know so things like that. I'd like I like the little bit more intimate stories. Um, yeah, those are always nice. I we've like ju- those, we've yeah. just done a huge big battle thing with the Blue Ninja, so let's let's get into focusing more on the characters again. Well, that's why I thought we just finished up with that, and maybe we can get to where Destro and yeah. Baroness were going, and why yeah. they whispered the secret to, to Duke and yeah. see what's going on. With I'm, all, that. I'm all for that type of story. Um, when it comes to the other books that we cover, um, 
I, I mean, I know Ninja Turtles I, is a good book. I don't know if you're reading it or not, John, but that is a really good book. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, did you hear the one writers leaving? Yeah, I did. Um, so hopefully they'll bring somebody on who does just as well. Yeah. I hope it stays in the same direction that it was going and not yeah. just totally restart his own thing and thinks he's got when, his gift to turtles. Yeah. When it comes to star Wars, I, oh, I know one thing I'm really looking forward to is that new star Wars title is coming out. There's a new going to be a new ongoing Star Wars. Just, Which one is that? It's just, just going to be called Star Wars. Oh, no. Nice. It was announced. Oh, is that the one with Brian Wood, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That, so that didn't come out till January, right? Yeah. But out later, beginning of next year, I guess. Yeah, but that's the news I'm looking forward to. Um, that's, but yeah, that's supposed to come out. And I think it's, isn't it supposed to have like, some of them are supposed to have like Alex Ross covers on them. And, yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's taking place in the old trilogy time period. Oh, cool. I'll, and, I'll probably pick that up. And that, the reason I'm looking forward to, to it so much is it's supposed to be an ongoing story, which I am. T- I, I love Star Wars, but I'm getting really tired of the mini series series yeah. that are actually ongoing series, but they're pretending to be mini series. But if you didn't, they're read ongoing the, wrapped up in a mini. Yeah. But if you didn't read the previous mini series, you have no idea what the hell screwed, happened. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to a Star Wars. You're just a heavy continuity again. guy, and you want some continuity. Well, in they Star have. Wars, well, yeah. they have continuity. I don't mind mini series, but I have a problem when the mini series that I'm reading right now is a direct continuation of the previous miniseries. Just make it six ish or twelve issues instead of six issues here, six issues there. Yeah. Because like I said, you have a new reader that jumps on to number one and they go, I don't understand what's happening here. And I think that's where a lot of people with especially with the expanded universe in Star Wars, they might get confused. Right. And they just drop it or don't even bother reading it. Right. Whereas and I, they, so, they miss out on some so good So I do I do think that this sto- this new Star Wars title is going to bring some of the readers back because they know it's characters that they like. They know it's what time period it's taking place in. So I'm really looking forward to that. Transformers-wise, I know we keep saying it, and I don't mean to harp on a bad thing, but I want to see a different art style on More Than Meets the Eye. Um, I love the art style on Robots in Disguise, but I want to see more on More Than Meets the Eye. Uh, or better art, art style that I like. I shouldn't say better. It plays like it's not bad. Something it's just more not appealing to you. More appealing to me. But here's the other thing I want to see happen on more than meets the eye. I want them to get back to focusing on the them searching for the Knights of Cybertron. They have gotten totally away from that they, story. They abandoned it, yeah. And that's what that that whole title is all about: is Hot Rod and his group trying to find the Knights the of back Cybertron. History, yeah. I want to see that six-issue He-Man turn into an ongoing. Yes. That would be awesome. I would love that. Now, there is supposed to be the Skeletor Origin issue. Yeah. So that's a one-shot that's coming out, so I'm looking forward to that. That's supposed to come out, I think, this fall, like October. October. I think it's supposed to come out October 31st. Oh, cool. On Halloween. So that would be pretty awesome. Uh, What about these, John? I know you said on uh, Facebook or the forums you were looking forward to the Sideshow Baroness Major Blood. Oh, Sideshow Baroness right up there. The one thing I am looking forward to more than any other, though, it's got to happen, is Quinn. I know. Yeah. I've got the to The three and three-quarter inch Quinn, yeah. Art, comics, no matter what, I've got to get a Quinn. Yeah. And, I, and I'm so looking forward to the day that thing comes out. But, yes, I have not uh, stuck my toe in the sideshow water. Ryan, I hope you can appreciate You know, I was the guy that drug that flint from – Salem, Massachusetts, down to D.C. <laughs> for Chris Campbell to begin with, and it's a beautiful figure. And congratulations on having yeah. your collection. But yes, the Baroness is the first figure that I've seen that might actually turn me on to buying one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I told the story before. I, I, I don't have any of them. I wanted one. The wife said she was going to get me one for Valentine's Day. Um, she's getting me Commander Cody. It's my favorite clone trooper. She, she went on. Best of intentions to go get it. 
And what in your sideshow directly, what you do is you establish an account and then you place the order. Well, she established the account and she thought she placed the order. Actually, she didn't and we're waiting for it and waiting for it. It never came. And she's like, yeah, it's funny. None of the money came out of the account either. <laughs> I'm like, well, let, let me do some investigating here. So I found out she just established the account. She didn't really take the money out. And she goes, well, just go ahead and order it now. And I'm like, well, things are kind of, you know, tiring out with the money. So I'll just wait, wait and wait. And it never happened. And I just kind of put it off. And I'm like, well, maybe do I need it? It's kind of expensive. Yeah. It is a nice, you know, expensive gift. But yeah. the tough, the tough part for me is because I know we've talked about like, you know, getting a lot of small figures and everything else. The tough part for me is it's so easy for me to, to be at a store like Target or something like that, see a figure I want and see, oh, it's 12 bucks. Here you go. Oh, it's 10 bucks. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a lot harder for me to Pull the trigger on a see something item, go, yeah. okay, there's a $130 figure because then that's a conversation I have to have with my <laughs> wife saying, Hey, there's something I want. It's a it's an action figure. It's a 12 inch action figure, and it's 130 dollars. Do you need it? Yeah. Do you get that conversation. And, that <laughs> and it's not that to, it's not uh, that she's opposed to that. It's it, you know it's just any any spouse would do it. Yeah, you know, my my wife. You, would you do have it. to do you have really that conversation. Need that? Do you need that? Well, you're spending well, over hundred bucks. If you don't, then you're going to go broke. Yeah. <laughs> so so it, it's just it makes it a lot tougher. But yeah, that major blood looks so good. Yeah, so does the Baroness. Awesome. It looks really good. Yeah. Oh, the Baroness. The Baroness is. Probably my favorite figure. It's very cartoon. They've done so far of yeah. any of them. It's yeah. just she yeah. just looks outstanding. Very cartoon accurate. Well, I, I, like I even said to Chuck. I think I texted him. And I said, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Major Blood. I like him as a character, but I've never been a huge fan until I saw that sideshow figure, and I was like, holy crap, that looked awesome. There's like blood yeah. on the dog tags. Yeah, I always I always liked the Baroness, and that figure just is an awesome representation of her. <laughs> um, I'll have to show you. I'll bring it down with me if if you end up being at Baltimore, uh, John. Uh, hopefully, you know, I'm crossing my fingers still for you. But uh, I'll bring down with me, uh, Martheus Wade drew the Baroness uh, that is a submission to IDW, and he had it for sale, and I bought it off of him for, like, 50 bucks. And when you see nice. it, you will be like, oh, my God, you that was worth way more than $50. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Love it. You should be on a G.I. Joe book. I don't know yeah. why you're not. Chuck saw it, and he just drooled over it. So yeah. luckily it was underneath some plastic. So It's really, really good. Anything else you're looking forward to, toy wise, or saying? No, I mean it's. I'm trying not to spend too much right now. I, a lot during the early part of the year, I'm looking to sell a lot of stuff right any now. Any new Palisade Muppet? No. Or any old Palisade Muppet? Hey, <laughs> if someone knows where you can get like a Wizard World Doctor Teeth for like fifty bucks, because he goes for like three hundred and fifty dollars, I'd yeah. be happy to. Ow. Yeah, and then there's, yeah, like, the, the so, white tuxedo Rolf. He yeah. goes for, like, $800. I'm, like, in a way I ever pay for that for that. A wedding Piggy the and Kermit. The Wedding Piggy yeah. and Kermit are going for, like, $500 because that was only given as a wedding reception gift for some Palisades work. Wedding uh, party attendees. Party attendees, yeah. so. So wait a minute. Now, you can write you can write Jim Henson's group, ask for an autographed picture of Kermit and get, a, get the blow-off. Right. Yet somebody will make figures – for a wedding party? Yes. I think it was like the it's, owner of Palisades. Yeah, the owner of Palisades. Somebody threw Palisades his, it to was hire his, up. It was his wedding, yeah. and so they made these exclusive figures of Kermit and Piggy. And dressed in a bride and groom. Bride and groom, yeah. and they were given as uh, wedding gifts. Gifts to the wedding attendee. Wow. So you can imagine there's not many of them out there. There are a couple on eBay, but there's they're both selling for yeah, like... Yeah, four or five hundred bucks. More, more than more. that, they're going for like eight hundred dollars. Are they really? Yeah. Wow. So I did find one one time the guy was like... 
selling for 500 or best offer and I offered him 200 and he was like, yeah, right. And, uh, but he kept listing it and I'm like, well, no one's buying it from you. So you might as well get 200 bucks from somebody. And he was like, he was like, no. And I was like, I, I can't, I mean, I can't even justify $200, but yeah, but it was going to be a $200 and a weekend on the couch, but right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I mean, I was going to sell a bunch of my stuff in order to get it, but it was like the guy wouldn't budge. He was like, He's like, I'll take four fifty, and I'm like, dude, I can't pay four fifty for those figures. I'm yeah. sorry, they're awesome, but I can't do it. Um, they're just, they're, there's just some that are so exclusive. I know I'll never have them in my collection, but I thought that was some of the other ones I have. There's ones I got for like forty, fifty bucks that I that were selling for well over a hundred yeah. or two hundred dollars. I just happened to catch someone selling it on an auction that was just trying to get rid of it. Um, that's when you get the good deals. Yeah, that's when you get the good deals. There's somebody be, just getting rid of their collection. Yeah, they would they still be in the box, and I'm like, hey, if I'm able to get this at the last second, that's another. That's a little pet peeve I have of mine. Uh, <laughs> there we go. John, I don't know if you've had the experience with the whole eBay thing, but I am so tired of people putting bids in before the last minute. No one should make a bid on an item until the last minute or less. Because all you're doing is running up the price for everybody. You're bidding against yourself. You're yeah. not going to get it at that price. If you see at least two people have bid on an item, you're not going to get the item unless you wait till the last possible minute. If you make any other bids before the last possible minute, all you're doing is running up the price for the seller, which is a great thing if I'm the seller. But <laughs> yeah, but people- I've given up on eBay for much most of what I'm trying to find anymore. Yeah, because like you said, you can wait. I can sit on there for the last ten seconds and. Boom! All of a sudden, somebody else wins it for a buck or two more. And oh, I got it down to a science, John. I got it down to a science. Yeah, he's kind okay, of well, share, on the whole, share your wisdom then. We need to hear it. Be on the whole eBay thing. I, I am. I've got it down to like I know exactly how fast my computer is, how quickly it responds, and how much time I need left on that clock to put in that last final bid. Yeah, this just tells you how much stuff he buys on eBay. No, no, <laughs> no. It's just I, I crafted it. I, I, I've worked my craft. It's my skill. You've honed my Chuck, skills. Chuck yeah. calls it sniping, but I'm like, if if I'm the last one to make the bid, I'm the winner. That's what I call it. I'm the winner. But no, I've, I haven't done eBay in a, in a while. So. Yeah, I haven't really bought anything in a while here for me. I, I need to sell. <laughs> I, I always have, as a collector, I always find myself in the dilemma of do I want quality items or do I want quantity? Because like you said, I can get the $10 Star Wars figure all day long at Target, Walmart, Toys R Us, and I can get a lot of them. I, or do I get the one premium format sideshow, which I only get one, but I can't have the 12 other guys that I have. Yeah. So I can get 12 representations of different characters, or I can get one. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'd rather have 12. Yeah. Because so. then I can get a bunch of the characters that I like. And and nowadays, the smaller figures have such great articu- uh, sculpting and articulation as it is anyways that, I mean, not saying anything bad about Sideshow because they're phenomenal figures. Yeah, them, gentle giant artifacts. But, but you look but when you look at the small figures, like Chuck said, I can get a bunch of them and they look great. They don't look like the figures I had when I was in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, even the Kabuki figures, those those look yeah. awesome. The yeah. uh statues. I mean looking at the Star Wars figures back Lightups, when I was a kid, yeah. they don't look so great anymore. <laughs> but as a kid the funny thing is is same thing with G.I. Joe. Uh Chuck and I have talked about this before. In my mind when I was a kid and I looked at my G.I. Joe figures, I looked at my Star Wars figures they looked in my mind the way they actually look now. So when they make a new figure of like Shipwreck or something like that, that's how Shipwreck looked in my mind as a kid as the figure. But when I look at that old figure of Shipwreck, I'm like, holy crap, this didn't look so good. 
how did I play with this back then? Yeah, um, Star Wars is good for that. Well, if you look yeah. at the X-Wing Luke, yeah, didn't even look like, like a little, Luke. little boy with a with brown a hair. Yeah, and I'm like, well, in my mind, he looked like the <laughs> he looked like the X-Wing Luke you get now. Yeah, with the, the vintage the package, full articulation yeah. and everything. So it, it's amazing as a kid how your mind will, your imagination will work for you. And and I honestly said, to, I said to Chuck, I said, I think the creators that make these figures now keep. Like, those are the images they had in their mind. Like, this is what the figure looked like to me when I was a kid. Yeah, this is what I wanted, and this is what I had, so I'm going to make what I wanted. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 interesting to see how far uh, toys have come. Yeah, sculpting, sculpting has come great. That price point's gone up, but I mean, right. what hasn't gone up over yeah. the years. So. Yeah, I used to be able to get Star Wars figures for 2 bucks. Yeah, two two ninety seven or something like that was a GI Joe right. or something like that. Yeah. So it's three bucks. Yeah, I remember going into Toys R Us or it was Kitty City around here in Cleveland. Uh, there was a Kitty City and it was Lionel Kitty City and I. Let's go to Children's Palace. I would get a Children's Palace. That's yeah. what we had. Yeah. yeah, Children's Palace. I would get. Uh, I'd go in with like four dollars <laughs> and walk out with two Star Wars figures. So. Yeah, the when when I first got the GI Joes in '83 with the uh, articulation swivel arm battle grip. I was off the Star Wars. Yeah. That, that that they moved way better. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know what articulation was, but I'm like, these figures move so much better. Love never stopped for me. <laughs> I just added to it. It was just nice. And really, for me, Star Wars, or uh, I should say, GI Joe and Transformers, I pretty much had almost as many of of each property. They were pretty equal for me. No, I had I had way more GI Joes as a kid growing up. See, I sold all my Star Wars guys to get more GI Joes. Nice. Which, in hindsight, you know, as a ten-year-old, that made a lot of sense. But uh, as a you know, well, now, you're like, as a not ten-year-old, <laughs> doesn't sound as good. But yeah, I sold them all to get more Joes, and that was all I focused on. Once once those guys came around, yeah, that was it for me. My, yeah, me my, too. My Star Wars, Same here. my Star Wars got thrown out uh, because I played with them in the backyard, and eventually, when I got older, my parents were just like, "You still want these things?" I was like, "Nah," and they just threw them out. And then my G.I. Joe's, uh, I'm sure you heard the story. I gave it to a, a kid that who was a, the kid of a single mom, and I was, like, 13. I didn't play with G.I. Joe anymore, so, like, everything went to this kid. This kid got the USS flag. He got all my vehicles. Let's he got, go find him and beat him up. <laughs> he's probably the guy selling it for $1,100 on eBay now. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> How weird would that be if you bought if, your own flag if, back? If I see one with, with a wooden board and dolly wheels on the bottom of it, I'll be like, I'm going to hunt this guy down. I'm buying it back. <laughs> That's mine. No, no, I'm going to find them. Nice. <laughs> be like, that was mine. I gave it to you. Give you it back. You can't sell it. <laughs> so No take backs. Right. <laughs> well, John, you got anything else for us? Uh, no, I, I like I said, guys, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on and, and ask some questions. Hopefully we... Uh, Hopefully it wasn't too bad, too no, painful. No, you did no, a, no. Did a great job. I had fun talking with you. Sorry we, we kind of did a lot of talking. but Yeah, um, that's the point, right? That's, <laughs> right. We, tend to, we tend to monopolize the conversations a lot. Right. So, But no, it was, it was great questions. We'll see what we'll, we'll see how the other listeners do. This might end up being like a four-hour episode. We don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's two parts like DC Noise. Right, but uh, yeah, it'll be 75.1, 75.2. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I really hope to see you at Baltimore. I'm bringing uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, you know, friends, some personal items and stuff like that, and local beer from Cleveland, and yeah. just going to have a good time. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping that you'll be able to make it. I know you got a lot going on on I, the plate. I infor- yeah, I unfortunately have a lot going on at work, but I am cautiously optimistic that I can at least make 
at least one day. You got any, um, you got any, sick, you got any sick days left to you? <laughs> oh, it's not about sick days, man. It's all about whether or not I'm on the road. So, uh, uh, yeah, but uh, but no, we're I'm I'm hoping to be there. I'm hoping to obviously meet you guys, be able to spend some more time with uh, the DC Noise gang, yeah. uh, Chris Campbell, oh, Grub, yeah. who I've had a chance to hang out with several times now. Like I said, the the forums have have opened up a whole other uh, world for me and, and folks uh, to to hang out and I'm hoping Shannon's there. I we didn't talk much about 180. Uh, it sounds like uh, sounds like you were as excited as I was. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was giddy. I was screaming like a schoolgirl. You wouldn't believe it. I, I'm interested <laughs> to see what the final numbers for issue number 180 are because I'm sure pretty sure we bo- helped boost that number up higher than it's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Between the two of you and then buying them for my folks uh, right. and my sister and everybody else in my family that wanted one, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was qu- you know when we talk about surprises this year. Shannon, if you are listening to this, which I'm sure you are, this was the biggest surprise of the year for me. Oh, yeah. oh me too. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much, Shannon. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> just, that just, was a shocker. It would say, growing up, that was the first comic book I had was G.I. Joe, I'm a Real yes. American Hero, issue 29. That's the comic book I always read. That's, that's, that's my book. That's my comic book. And to be any way at all in that book or associated right. with that book, it, it means more to me than, than anyone will ever know. And, and I'm throwing out the challenge to Robert. You saw what Shannon did. Yeah, what the hell, Robert? So, Seriously. So now, Robert, you have to step it up another level. <laughs> when 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 the when our name first showed up on the ice cream truck, even though it was the Blue Ninjas and and sure, Ryan, I'm with you. It's Blue Ninjas. Even though it was Blue Ninjas, <laughs> it was quite a shock because I didn't know that was happening. Right. But uh, but yeah, when when 180 when I saw the original pencils for 180 i i screamed like a schoolgirl in the middle of a coffee shop when yeah. shannon showed them to me and uh yeah it's uh it's amazing and, and I, I think i, I laugh my age and my my 11 year old is it was as excited if not more than i was i you know i i am I'm, I'm with you chuck i started gi joe 18 was the first comic book i ever bought nice it's the one book i've stuck with it is it's certainly the most meaningful to me me too and yeah. we've had so many tremendous experiences over the last several years going to cons and, and me you know getting the chance especially with larry hama now on three or four occasions getting to spend some time with him is oh i just i still can't believe it so nice yeah i'm, I'm already mapping out you know sketches i want at baltimore i'm like i gotta have him do me a flash sketch I want him to sign my Flash figure. He's got to sign my my RHP. My RHP. I don't think he does that. He, yeah, if I get him alone, I'm a press guy. He could have it. <laughs> I, I bring him my GI Joe, a Real American Hero issue one. I want him to sign it, Herb to sign it. I will get that framed. I'm like, is it is? Do I get two sketches by Larry? Is that is that kosher? Can I do that? I don't want to seem like you know. I'm, you're gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be that guy. <laughs> you're gonna have to pull me off his leg. Is what you're gonna have to do. I know. I'm aware. Ah. All right, John. Well, thanks for having us on, or or, yeah, or, or, for, being or on, being on, I should say. And uh, see, I got used to him taking over, so there, I was like, "Thanks is. for having us on." <laughs> yeah. um, been listening to John Thurman noise. Yeah, uh, we will probably have uh, episode seventy four out this weekend, and then seventy five once we're able to kind of gather everyone, uh, all the all the guests on. I'll, Invited it, attendees. It, yeah, it might be a couple weeks before it finally comes out, uh, a couple more weeks before it finally comes out, but because uh, we still have, you're the very first one we've been able to, to coordinate with, so 
That's great. Well, I, I, if I may, I'd like to do a few shout-outs. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, well, uh, contact information for those of you that, that would care to talk to me otherwise, if not on the forums, uh, I'm at uh, Twitter at, at that, T-H-A-T, John, J-O-N, Thurmond, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. I'm on Facebook, also under John Thurmond. Uh, DeviantArt, which most of you that listen or read the forums and I've heard you mention a couple times on the show, DeviantArt, I'm there with my son's artwork, and that's jt3fan.deviantart.com. Uh, and for those of you that collect original art that are not on that uh, website, you're crazy. You need to be there. And uh, comic art fans, if you, I think if you can look us up, you can probably find me under John Thurman there as well. Uh, but uh, like I said, love to, love to talk to folks. About not just about Joe. There's a lot of other stuff, uh, a lot of comic books. I appreciate you guys and other other podcasts and things I've listened to that have opened me up to to read and look at some other things. But uh, like I said, if anybody ever wants to reach out, love to catch up and talk about these things. So awesome, awesome. Well, I'm sure you have people reaching out. I know we've. I mean, pretty much since I run the Twitter thing, I, I know I we follow you, and I'm always interested to see what you're posting and see what's going on and. Obviously, have a few back and forth every once in a while. Yeah, Ryan keeps me up to date with Twitter, and I keep him uh, up to date with what's going on with Facebook on yeah. the fan it's, sites it's, and stuff. It's, so. it's just it's too it, much for one person. I was gonna so. say it's a pleasant problem to have, but yeah, the the show's just gotten too big for for just it's too big for its bridges. Just one person <laughs> we can take it down a peg. Just one person to handle it anymore. So, uh, but no, we appreciate you being able to come on uh, when we said we were going to do this show. I mean, you were the number one person we thought of because you've been such a big supporter. So uh, we just can't thank you enough for coming on and and coming prepared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, which is more than Chuck comes right. sometimes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, uh, I bring a pencil and a drink. Yeah, that's right. what I do. And uh, I mean, we'll look forward to to meeting you if not in Baltimore, then one day, hopefully soon after that. Uh, and of, of course, we'll look to have you on again at some point in the future because you know it's, it's all pl- been a pleasure speaking with you. So thank oh, you, yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, yeah no problem. All right, uh, all right. we'll go ahead and close and, and move on to the next guest. Just me.
And uh, on the line with us now, we have Chris, also known as Dr. Quest, you might know him as. Uh, he was previously on a, the episode OCD when we did a crossover with OCD in the past. So welcome back to the show, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Uh, enjoy the show. Glad to be on it. Yeah. And uh, just no problem. No problem. Yeah, just like we did with, with John, uh, we have absolutely zero clue as to what we're going to be talking about or what direction you're going to take us in. So it's a, it's a little intimidating, a little scary. <laughs> Especially, I'll be gentle. Especially since I'm a control Thank freak, you. as Chuck likes to point out. So, ah, uh, yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> I don't think Chuck needs to point that out. We've heard the podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> my my parents have even pointed out the. I think they. My mom said she listened to the Mike Costa interview, and I and she's like, Chuck doesn't talk much, does he? And uh, I says, Well, he doesn't. He's not really big on interviews as it is anyway. So. Um, that was my experience. never get a chance to say anything because I have to talk over you all the time. I know. Well, I, 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 that was, I told her that's my excuse for why I was talking so much. So now Mike's a pretty <laughs> okay. easygoing guy. Yeah. So he is. Oh, yeah. 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 Cause I, when I met him, I mean, he was really nice and talkative and pretty cool. So yeah, we've been very lucky with the people we've interviewed that they've all been very pleasant. Hasn't been too hard to carry a conversation. I'm waiting for the one where it's like, because we've heard from other podcasters, the one you get that one interview where the guy just says like yes or no, and that's about it, and it's, it turns into like a twenty thirty minute interview where it could have been like an hour and a half. So that could be Larry Hammock because he does not hear well. Yes. So if you are not yelling at him, yes. he will not hear you. And and Chuck, we should officially thank Chris for getting us that sound clip. Yes, thank you very much. And for both of us being completely stupid and not realizing that that happened in 2011 and should have been noted. Barely as, made it into 2011 yeah. because Joe Con was so early that year. Yeah, but we should have we should have recognized it at, for our uh, roadies as one of the best Star Joe's moments because I recognize it as the best Star Joe's moment. Well, you do now because Chris had to point it out to you. <laughs> right, right. But still, even though it was just totally awesome. Thanks it's, a it's lot, Chuck. One of the high, yeah, seriously, it is. It is one of the highlights of doing this show. So, yes. yeah, thank you. I, I nearly get booted out of JoeCon for that. So, nice. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, we're gonna turn the reins over to okay. you and uh, just just fire away. All right. Well, I figured 
we could either do a normal kind of just Q&A BS session or I could give you guys a quiz. So I'm going to do an 80s quiz. It is not based just on Joe Property or Transformers or anything like that. It's more just a general 80s quiz. So there'll be music, TV, politics, all that kind of stuff. And it's like Trivial Pursuit level questions. It's not going to be that hard. Okay. I don't do well at Trivial Pursuit. And uh, I'm going to get my Google up. Just kidding. <laughs> well, hopefully, with with it being in the 80s, you can remember some of that. And it's just first one to ten. There's just one point apiece. That kind of just real simple. I don't know. I, I don't in. know. Chuck and I did a lot of peyote back in the 80s. So <laughs> how, do, how do we buzz in? <laughs> I'll be asking you one at a time. I'll, so well, if you don't back, get back, yes. back and forth. Okay. Yeah, back and forth. If you don't get the question, you'll get the point. So okay. that's just how it's going to go. If Ryan misses the question, do I have the chance to steal his point? You do. Nice. You do. Nice. You do. So, I am screwed. You're going down. <laughs> so, I, will, right. I will freely admit in advance, just in case I do lose, that Chuck is a lot better with his memory of stuff that happened in the 80s than I am. So Okay. I like how he's apologizing already. Right. I'm better at, re- Chuck, you admit, I'm better at research. You're better at remembering things. I'm better, yes. <laughs> That's all you needed to hear. Right. Okay, we'll start with you, Ryan, since right. you seem to be the apologist today. Right. All right. And your first question is going to be sports. Oh, good. <laughs> If it's not about the Browns, I'm screwed. Okay, go ahead. Not <laughs> an easy one. It's not, it's not. It is about baseball, so I don't know how you are about baseball. Oh, he's done. I'm done. He's done. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> these are well-known people, so hopefully you can remember something. <laughs> Who was the Dodger pitcher in 1988 to set the record with 59 scoreless innings? I know this. I don't. I, I'll tell you right now, I'm very horrible at knowing players and what the hell they've done, so I... I I defer to Chuck. <laughs> okay, Chuck, your chance to steal a point. Pedro. No, it's Oral Hershiser. Oral Hershiser. Ah. Well, at least I didn't lose anything there. So no one gets any points. We're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Pedro Guerrero. Oh, great randomizer. Give me another sports question. All right, Chuck, here's another sport. Okay. Question for you. Actually, it's very timely. It's about the Olympics. In the 1980s Olympics, many countries boycotted the 1980 Olympics because of the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. Just name me one country that boycotted that Olympics. Wow. I think I know one. Uh, let's see. One country that boycotted the Olympics in the 80s. Yes, the 1980s. One. South Korea. Uh, South Korea, you say? You are correct. Oh. There was a lot of them. So. I was gonna, I was gonna guess China. Uh, let's see. China is yes, but the USA is also one of them. Oh wow! So that would have been easy. There you go. All right, let's I, try to get out of sports here. Hey Chuck, I have a feeling this quiz is gonna de- debunk our entire show as far as us knowing anything from the eighties. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> All right. All right, music. Okay. Hopefully you're better at music. I'm better. I'm better at music than Ryan is. Yeah, he is, but I'm I'm okay. So we'll we'll okay. see how it goes. What's the name of Poison's drummer? Oh please, yeah, uh, that's. Uh, uh, He's blanking. I know. I know. I know. Ricky Rocket. 
Yes. Yes. Uh, All right. Yeah, it's on the board. Let me, let me. The reason why it's one of those pressure moments because I will tell you, '80s was my favorite band from the '80s. Poison was my Poison. Poison okay. was my band from the '80s. Just, so. just look at the poster on your wall. I know. <laughs> okay. All right. I actually did. Man. I did actually have a poison pillow, by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right, Chuck. TV for you. Name the actor that played Tubbs on Miami Vice. Ah, oh, crap. Oh, I know this one. <laughs> What's his name? Ah. <laughs> oh. Son of a bitch. Don Johnson and what's the other I guy? I know. Name? I'm the same. The one. other guy. The other guy. The other guy, yeah. Doesn't count. Ah. Uh, Lando's. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Now is your chance to steal. Oh, tough, Johnny. Ah. Uh, Lando Calrissian's brother. I don't know. <laughs> oh no. It's have... Philip Michael Thomas. Hey, Philip Michael oh, Thomas. Oh, yes. uh, I knew that. Once you said Philip, I got it. Ah, oh, yeah. crap. Oh. Oh. All right, we're still tied. <laughs> we should have got. We should have <laughs> gotten that one. We should have gotten that one. Yeah. Uh, I do love Miami Vice. That was an awesome show. Yes, it was a good you know, show. The Gator's name was Elvis. Give me half a point. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Movies. Okay. Okay. In what 1980s film did Jack Nicholson utter the line, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy? The Shining. There we go. I know movies. (laughs) It's one of my favorite Jack Nicholson movies. Now Ryan pulls ahead by a point. It's rigged. Give him a tough one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Volleyball. (laughs) We're back to music. All right. All right. Okay, what's Jenny's number? Eight six seven five three zero nine. Yes. Come on. <laughs> hey, there, Give me another there time. Variety of questions. There's no. a variety. Like Jenny, who? <laughs> yeah. McCarthy. Okay, here's culture from the '80s for you, Ryan. There's a culture club from the '80s. No. <laughs> Boy George. All right, I'm in. All right. Name at least two. Uh, name at least one of the two short-lived Pepsi products introduced in the 80s. And oh, I'll give you I, one. I, I will give you a hint. Okay. Marty McFly asked for one in Pepsi Back free. to the Future. Pepsi what? free. Pepsi free. Yes. Was the other one Pepsi clear? Pepsi light. Oh, uh, okay. Light. See, had I not gotten the clue, I would have said Pepsi clear. I would have been screwed. So Nice. <laughs> but I do remember Pepsi free because he says, you want a Pepsi, pal, you're going to have to pay you for it. you got to pay for it, yeah. 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 Okay. Name the actor who played Marty McFly. In that- <laughs> if only it was that easy. All right. Name the actor that played Biff. Uh, <laughs> okay, 80s movies for you, Chuck. Which of the Rockies movies featured uh, Eye of the Tiger, Survivor's Eye of the Tiger, as the theme song? I know this one. God, I want to say all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but no. I know this one. Rocky 2. Nope. No. Rocky 3. Yep. Ah, it's the, it's the Mr. T one, man. And by the way, I am using that song for my training. Oh, good. <laughs> Ryan's pulling ahead here. Yeah, the six. <laughs> <laughs> I know my Rocky movies, man. Yes. Except five. Five sucked. 
It was the lesser of the movies, yes. He's stealing my room. All right, music for you, Ryan. Oh, boy. Who was the lead singer of Genesis before Phil Collins? I know this. I do, too. Damn it, it's, um... You don't know. He's blanking. No, I, I do. It. Shut up. <laughs> Peter Gabriel. Yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> knew it. <laughs> I knew it, right. You knew I knew it, but you were trying to stump me. <laughs> you got Google up. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> don't pull a Keith on me. Don't pull a... Don't pull, oh. don't pull noise Keith on me. I think Daryl did that. No, he didn't. <laughs> One of them did. Maybe. One of them, huh? I wouldn't have had... You know how I type. I wouldn't be able to type that fast enough. <laughs> All right, Chuck. TV for you. In the series MacGyver, he worked for a fictional organization. What was the name of that organization? Oh, I know this. Oh, crap. I know this. And MacGyver's coming out with a comic soon, too. You're screwed. I know. Ah, it's not Night Industries 2000. <laughs> I know this. Just give up. <laughs> give me a minute. Give me a minute. No, you're typing. I hear no, typing. I'm not. <laughs> give me a minute. How do you spell MacGyver? Hang click, on. Click, click, yeah. click, click. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You don't know. The, okay, Ryan, what is it? The Phoenix Foundation? Yeah. Yeah, the Phoenix Foundation. Ah, crap. Oh, Chuck was one of my. I was so thinking he'd pull away with it, but no. I, one of my favorite shows from the '80s was MacGyver. So, uh, as if there was a non-favorite show of mine in the '80s. Give me a Dukes of Hazard question. Come on. <laughs> All right, Ryan. All right. Okay. Culture question: Who was John W. Hinckley Jr. obsessed with? Um, I know this. Would it be Ronald Reagan? No. Okay. Jody Foster for the steal. Yes. Uh, okay. You shot Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why. I, I can see how you can miss. miss that's why I was that thinking guy. that. Usually, the person you're obsessed with, you shoot. <laughs> uh, he wanted to gain her affection by shooting the president. I, I do remember that now. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're back to uh, music for you, Chuck. Everyone knows George Michael's one half of Wham. Who's the other half? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know this either. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, the other guy. I, I have no idea. Andrew Ridgely. <laughs> I would have never gotten I was going to say right side Fred. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay. That could be right. I, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> he, he said who it was. Yes. Do you remember? Uh, no. <laughs> there, even, I, after, even after he said it, I didn't remember who it was. <laughs> I couldn't tell you right now. <laughs> he just, I know, I passed. <laughs> he, just, he just said the name, and I couldn't tell you the name. <laughs> well, I, oh, I know what I was passed. it again, Chris? Andrew Ridgely. Andrew Ridgely. Ridgely, okay. I was about to say uh, Ridgely. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's, uh, he's in Wham. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he's nothing right now, actually. <laughs> All right, Ryan. All right. Sports question for you. Oh, Christ. The Chicago Bears won Super Bowl twenty. What was the regular season <laughs> record? I know this. Of course you do. You're from Chicago. <laughs> uh, I'll say, oh, Christ, did they have 16 games back then? <laughs> I'll say uh, 11 and 5. Wrong. Nope. What is it, Chuck, if you know? Yeah, it's 15 and 1. They lost to the Dolphins. Yep. Oh, wow. That is true. Sure. Ask the Chicago question. <laughs> If you get a Browns question, I'm smelling fix. <laughs> uh, We're tied up. Sorry. Aren't we? uh, no, you're ahead six to Chuck's four. Oh, okay. 
What the hell? I got, I got some breathing room. <laughs> you've been you've been stealing a I've few stealing, there, Ryan. Yeah, that's right. I have been stealing a few. Phoenix Foundation oh. for Life. I want to know if this is accurate. I'm going to get a tattoo that says Phoenix Foundation for Life. <laughs> you should. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, this is a movie question for you. Okay. In the movie Say Anything, John Cusack plays this song on his boombox oh. boom outside. Wait, 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 isn't it my turn? And Ryan, he got the bear question. Yeah, it is, it is oh, I'm Chuck's sorry. Turn. That's, Chuck's that's turn. right. Okay, Chuck, can you answer that question? What is the question? I'm sorry. In the movie Say Anything, John Cusack plays this song on his boombox outside the bedroom window of, you know, the girl he's, I can't remember the girl's name. It's like Sky or something? Yeah. Uh, window. Yeah. I'm thinking of the end of The Breakfast Club with Don't Forget About Me, but that's not That's it. what's popping in my head, too. Like, hey, hey. You know what he should have played? He should have played Foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what love is, but that wasn't it either. Uh you have a guess. Uh, I'm going to go with Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> That's not it. I'm gonna go yeah, with, I know. I, I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember. I'm going to go with Everybody Have Fun Tonight. <laughs> so you don't know either, Ryan? No, I don't know. Oh, it's Peter Gabriel's In Your Eyes. Oh, In Your Eyes, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. You got the Peter Gabriel question. I know. I do love Peter Gabriel. He's awesome. All right. Now yep. we are back to Ryan. But I don't love him in the, the you get a pass in jail way. So <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Okay. In the eighties, what famous actor became the mayor of Carmel, California? Famous actor became the mayor. Chuck, you know this one? I think I do. I don't know, Sonny Bono. No. <laughs> you know Chuck? Clint Eastwood. Yes. Oh wow. Did I would not have known that. Ta da I didn't keep I didn't keep <laughs> up with like the world views of stuff, so yeah, you have to go outside for that. Yeah, I played. With my, <laughs> I played with my Transformers going inside Castle Grayskull. Oh, Randomizer.org has been nice to Chuck. He actually does have a Dukes of Hazard question. Oh, nice. What country singer did the voiceover on the television series The Dukes of Hazard? Waylon Jennings. Yep, that's correct. I knew he knew that one. I knew that one. I knew. Now they're back though. tied up. If you want to give me five more points, I'll tell you who did it on the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> who um, saw that movie anyway? Well, oh, no, not the 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 movie. The um, it was like Welcome Back to Hazard. It actually starred Bo and Luke, Tom oh. Schneider. Oh, uh, that movie. Okay. Yeah, John Schneider and Tom Wopat. It was Don Williams. Okay. No points for you. Oh, sorry. I'm just fun to show. <laughs> Stop showing off. Uh, Don't show off on the questions you you know you know. I'm derailing the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. As you often do. <laughs> okay. Oh, we have a sports question for you, Ryan. Oh, Christ. But actually, this is not too bad, I don't think. What <laughs> trust, company trust ran <laughs> What company ran the ad campaign, Bo Knows? Oh, that was, uh, oh, crap. No, I was about, I was about to say something wrong. Uh, was that, that would be Nike? Yes. Yeah. I was about to say Coca-Cola. I was like, wait, that's the Mean Joe Green one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh... I thought you were going to say Reebok. Wow, that was in the 80s? Yeah. Bone Nose? Wow. It feels like it was yesterday. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) All right, Chuck. There's a music question for you. Duran Duran. (laughs) While starring on TV's Moonlighting, Bruce Willis had a top 40s hit with a remake of what song? Oh, my God. My sister had this this, uh, cassette. I can't remember the name of it. I can't either. 
Ah, crap. Girls on film. I don't know. In your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was respect yourself. Uh, Ah, yeah, yeah. Now that you said it, I can hear it, yeah. I can't. (laughs) Yourself. Okay. All right, Ryan. All right. How many more we got? (laughs) Well, I'm trying to get – one of you has to get the 10. Now – you're at seven and Chuck's at six, so oh. it's not too long. Oh, okay. not too much take a while. <laughs> All right. For you, Ryan, Joe Penny and Perry King start as a pair of super cool private eyes in what crime drama? Christ. Now, you got to know this one. I'll give you even a hint. You've played their theme song. I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> Do you know it or you think you know it? No, no, I know it. Okay. Can you give me the names again? No, I will not. Joe Penny and Perry King. He doesn't know. No, I don't, but I'm going to take a guess, so shut up. <laughs> Simon and Simon? Nope. Chuck, oh. do you know? Yeah, Riptide. Yep. Oh. You did not know that. You, no, I didn't. How could you play a theme song and not know that? I thought I, you were a huge fan. I was. A, actually, I actually was a fan of Riptide, but I knew. I knew like, He's like, I had a pillow. I was I, a fan. But I, didn't, but I didn't know the actors. I'm really bad at knowing the actors. Uh, I had the uh, pillow. I knew the robot. <laughs> All right, Chuck. For you, name the first space shuttle launched in 1981. Oh, my God. I have a guess. They only made four of these things. Or three of these. Well, I remember the one that didn't make it. <laughs> it's not that one. <laughs> it's not that one. Uh, Discovery. No. Columbia? You know, yes. Yes. Crap. I had a mural in my bedroom of the Columbia shuttle. <laughs> I had the pillow. <laughs> no, I seriously had my entire one wall of my bedroom had the shuttle. Columbia. We're learning so much about it. I know. It. You're, get, get behind the scenes of Ryan. I know. This should be called Ryan Behind the music. Yeah. <laughs> You're going down a path I don't want to go down. Ryan declassified. Uh, all right, Ryan. Movies. Lisa Bonet shocked people in the film that featured a torrid sex scene. Name this film. I'm sure I've watched the clip many times. <laughs> On YouTube. You have in your sure YouTube favorite. Clip many times. I honestly have no idea. Come on, Ryan, you had the pillow. <laughs> yeah. No, I had the blanket. Yeah. The Lisa Bonet. Yeah. I have no idea, so I'll pass it to Chuck. Chuck, do you want to take a guess? The Lisa Bonet porn. <laughs> I, I have no idea what it is. I don't know. It's Angel Hard. No one ever saw that. Of course it's Angel Entire Hard. film. <laughs> I'm going to see it now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know I was half of that title. <laughs> <laughs> Angel Hard. Let me write that down. Yeah. All right, Chuck, you have a sports question here. In 1988, Mike Tyson earned $20 million after knocking out this boxer in 91 seconds during a championship fight in Atlantic City. Ah, oh, crap. Sphinx. Yes. Oh, nice guess. Nice. I, I knew that. It was coming to me. All right, Ryan. Okay, let's see here. You get culture. So this one is... Betamax video cassettes were made exclusively by name by one company. Which company was that? Betamax was made by one company. Mm-hmm. It's a proprietary type of thing. I knew it was Betamax. No, um, <laughs> Memorex. No. Do you want to steal Chuck? I, I have two possible guesses. 
I'm gonna say T. I'm gonna say uh, THX. <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> that would be is, is it, George Lucas's sound company. <laughs> what, what about what about Beta? <laughs> no, it was Sony. Oh, I had no idea. Uh, okay. I'm glad I went with THX then. <laughs> <laughs> it was related to the uh, show, at least. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't have a beta player. I'm sorry. All right, Chuck. In 1982, Disney opens Epcot Center in Orlando, Florida. True. What does the acronym <laughs> Epcot stand for? Oh, <laughs> I actually knew this at one time. I did, too. In all honesty, I did, too. The anniversary is coming up on October the 1st. Uh I think COT is Center of Tomorrow. I, I don't know. I'm blanking. I don't know. Do you know Ryan for this deal? Um, Environmental Progressive Center of Tomorrow. <laughs> it's Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Uh, you all? At least you had Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Of Tomorrow. Of Tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get it right. <laughs> of Tomorrow. <laughs> Two-fifths of a point. All right, Ryan. Okay. Check for the steal. Duran Duran did the theme song to which James Bond film? I wanted the Duran Duran film. question, Chris. No way, no way. Shut up. It's a James that. Bond question, not a Duran Duran. Oh, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Okay, what was the question again? Duran Duran did the theme song to which James Bond film released in 1985? Damn, I know this one. Never Say Die? Nope. Do you know, like Chuck? I, I had the pillow. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say Octopussy. No, a view to, view to a view kill. To, Damn it. Mm-hmm. That, but I wanted to say Octopus. That had that tall, black... Grace... Uh, Amazon. Jones. Yeah. Grace Jones, yeah. yeah. View uh, to a kill. All right. She could crack your head through her thighs. Hell yeah. <laughs> Remember when she was in the movie Boomerang? Yeah. Good times, good times. Hey, good times. Are we close to uh-huh. 10? <laughs> oh. No, not at all. We're stuck at eight. Okay, (laughs) Chuck, this hopefully is an easy one. What did singer Corey Hart need to wear at night? His sunglasses. Please. That's right. All right. I have to start lobbing easy ones at you guys. That's fine, but come on. (laughs) Generally. Uh, All right, Ryan. This is another easy one. Randomizer has been nice to you today. Okay, the National Lampoon's Vacation in 1983 spawned two sequels. What are the two sequels made in the 80s? Uh, European Vacation and, (laughs) well, National Lampoon's European Vacation and Mm -hmm. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. (laughs) I like how you doubted yourself for a minute. Just for a moment, just for a moment, because I'm like, was Christmas really in the 80s? Did Christmas come out in the 80s? (laughs) (laughs) That's really what I was thinking. I was like, did that come out in the 80s? All right. You're both tied at nine. Oh, now, Chuck can get this question. I can win. You can win. Oh. oh. Story of my life. I know. <laughs> oh. Head the okay, it's another, it's another film question. Ah, oh, crap. Good. Screw this one. All right. <laughs> you're going to have to guess. In which film was the line, you're the disease, I'm the cure, uttered Oh. <laughs> you're the disease, I'm the cure. I know this. I know you do. I, it was. I'm thinking it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no comment, huh? I'm not saying anything. I don't want to give you a hint one way or the other. This is for the win, so I can't say anything. I don't want to give you a hint one way or the other, Chuck. So I'm saying yeah. nothing. Terminator. 
Cobra. Yes, it's Cobra. Alone. I told you, dude. Remember, those are my top five movies that I know are bad but are good. (laughs) I know we quoted it to each other. I'm like, I I can't remember what it's from. Oh, all right. So Ryan Woods, ten to nine. Yes. (laughs) I was running out of questions here. Thought I had made up enough. No, we're just dumb. No, no, no. Uh, we have on the show. Uh, so now we can just go into, if we have any time left, just kind of firing yeah. range questions. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're, take, you're in control, so. All right. Now, list in order of what you believe to be canon for G.I. Joe. Oh, boy. File cards, cartoon, the real American hero comic, or other Joe comics. What would you say is one, two, three, and four? Okay, so we got file cards, cartoon, comics, or other comics. Yeah, real American hero, and yeah. then other comics. Comics one, file card two, uh, cartoon three. And then other comics four? Yeah. Okay. I go file card one, uh, Mar- Marvel Comp. No, that's number one. Marvel Comics two, cartoon three, and other recent comics uh, four. All right. If you had to pick, if you were forced to watch either the new Adventures of He-Man <laughs> or the Deke series Joe series, Deke Joe series, which would you pick? Oh my god, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> I know what I would pick. Go ahead, Chuck. I I have seen the the GI Joe Deke stuff and it sucks so bad. I have not seen the new Adventures of He-Man, so I would pick that just because I haven't seen it. That's honestly my exact same answer for the exact okay. same reason that I, I've never seen the further Adventures of He-Man. So, but you always tell me it sucks, Chuck, and you've never watched it. So how do you know it sucks? I've seen like clips on YouTube, but I've never actually sat down and watched a whole episode. I'll see, might, because I don't want to. On it. another planet, it might be good. How bad can it be? Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, no. The okay. voice acting sucks from the clips I've seen. Okay. It's not good. But it's got better than the dick stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Has either one of you solved a Rubik's Cube? Yes. Yes. Many, oh. many times. Okay. I can't say it's been easy, but it's been it's been done. Without taking the stickers off, Ryan. Oh, yeah. I've done it. I did it with <laughs> taking the stickers off, too. But, yeah. I've done it. Now, yeah, I did that, too. Yeah. Um, I've also, I also had uh, – did, Chuck, did you have this? Or, Chris, did you have this? The Rubik's Magic, the one where it was like a – the, like links, the, the flat piece with the links. I did, but I mainly just messed around making shapes with it and stuff. That's mostly you what I bend that too. sucker. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I Ryan. Never had that. I had like a. It was like the links was a chain, but it was like um, it was still square, but it was more rectangular than square. Okay. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Different color chain links, and you just messed around with that. Then I had a sports Rubik's cube that had different stick. It wasn't colors. Same thing. It looked like a Rubik's cube, but it had like footballs on one side, baseballs, basketballs, soccer balls, and yeah, they tennis did, balls. They did a ton of stuff with with. They yeah. did, I know everything had stickers. Yeah. Um, Ryan, now you grew up in Ohio, right? Right. Yep. All my life. So, did you used to watch the Big Chuck and Little John show? I still do. You still do? Okay. <laughs> Occasionally, but yeah, when I grew up, uh, I will tell you, I did watch Big Chuck and Little John, but the thing I watched more was Superhost. Superhost. Okay. Now, Chuck, how's your common writers viewing going? I quit. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get into it. Yeah. Okay. Chris. Well, you try. You know, giving it a try. I I have to say is always nice. Chris, are you familiar with Superhost? 
No, that one I am not. It's a- I'm only familiar with Big Chuck Little John because another podcast I listened to, the Bad Movie Podcast, they did an interview with them because they're both from Ohio and uh, they've known them. Oh, they're so. great guys. I've, I've met them before. Yeah. But uh, the I will tell you, just to give you a, a brief idea of what Superhost is, it's a, it's a fat guy who mm-hmm. is an auto ship guy dressed like Superman. Dressed like Superman. Uh, that has an SH on his instead of just the S. Mm-hmm. He has a red nose like a clown nose. Like, not an actual clown nose, but like his nose is painted red like a clown would be. Like he's got a gin blossom like he, he's been drinking. He always looks like he's been drinking. Uh, he always acts like he's been drinking. And uh, he would show, he would come on between, like, after all the cartoons on Saturday, and he mm-hmm. would show uh, old black and white movies. It, Remember from episode 73, the last one, where I said I'm a sucker for, like, the old crappy monster movies, like the giant ants and all that. He would show movies like that, plus he would show the classic ones like the black and white Frankenstein and stuff like that. In between, they would go to commercial, and he would come back from a commercial break, and he would show, like, a a Little Rascals episode or Laurel and Hardy or Abbott and Costello. Oh, okay. And then he'd go back, and then they would go back to the movie. But he was the guy that would be like, hey, we're going to a commercial right now. Come right back, folks. Stuff. Oh, okay. But it it was he was uh yeah he was alcoholic I'm sure. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> now, the two of you met as grown adults at work. If you had met during like junior high, do you think you two would have become friends? I uh, I don't know. Chuck was. I don't know. We were we were different in school. Well, you were more of like very, like I mean we both played sports, but you were very jockish, right? You didn't del- get it, delve into the geeky stuff as jockish. <laughs> jockish. You were like jockish. Like I was, I had jockish in school. <laughs> no, but I mean, you were more of a jock. No, I didn't. Like I geeky. didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't into like comic books and stuff like that in high school. Yes, yeah, so I would say no. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> well, no. I might have, I might have hit Ryan in school. <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't have happened. I was, in honesty, I mentioned this to Chuck in the past. I was kind of your average guy in school, like. Everyone, it was one of those things where like everybody got along with me. Everyone seemed to like me, but like oh yeah, I mean but same thing. I, I mean I wasn't big man on campus right. or anything like that. I was you know. But where Chuck got invited to the parties, I didn't get invited. And then like Monday would come, and kids at school would be like, "Oh, Dros, why weren't you at the party?" And I'd be like, "Cause I didn't know there was a party. <laughs> no one told me." And they're like, "Yeah, oh, you should have came anyways." I'm like, "I don't go someplace I'm not invited. I don't crash parties." Where Chuck well, it's, well, just because you get invited doesn't mean you go. I mean, there's a lot of times I didn't go to things. So. Well, I didn't know about it, so. Oh, well, I knew, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I like how you're arguing about a fictional party you right. may or may not have been invited to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, we probably would have got along famously. I did read I did <laughs> comics in high school, not very much. I really didn't get heavy into comics until I got uh, – um, until I got to, a little bit into college and then way after I got out of college when I had actual money. Okay. So what are your two guys' collecting holy grails? <clears throat> wow. With with anything or Yeah. Okay. Like just like this is it. Like this what do is the I piece ever, I would I want. If money was no object, I think is what he's referring right. to. You couldn't um, like you don't have this yet. You've always lusted after this item. The USS flag. The flag. <laughs> I uh, I'm I'm torn between toy and and uh, comic. I would say just because it was a big regret of mine, I would say a um, excellent condition giant size X Men number one. Why do you have regrets over that? Because when I was a kid, and I was I went I would ride my bike to my local comic shop, 
and I had saved up $50 from cutting grass, and they had a giant-size X-Men number one, which looked like it was in awesome condition. This was before the Internet, so no one really knew what prices were. Um, they had it in there for 50 bucks, and I was really thinking about buying it, but I wasn't as savvy back then because I was, like, 12. Um, so I was like, well, I could get a lot more comics for 50 bucks than buying yeah. one for 50, and I passed on it. So I could have owned a giant size X Men number one that was in excellent condition for fifty dollars. Yeah, my comic book Holy Grail I actually filled. I I wanted GI Joe number one and I never had it for the longest time and I finally broke down and bought it the last time I was at Mid Ohio Con. Cool. So now I'm I'm going to take it to Baltimore Con and have uh, Larry Larry Hammer and Herb Tremp sign it. Now Chuck, if when you meet Larry, what is a question you want to ask him about? the comics themselves not like what's it like to draw write them but i mean like is there like a continuity question you've always had is like in this episode you know issue you had destro in you know africa and the next one he's in scotland you know yeah, you have like like a nah, question I don't, anything like that um <clears throat> i would probably lean toward um you know did you have any you know input on the special missions what happened there what what made uh you know marvel decide to go off and do special mission comics as opposed to stay with the regular continuity were these other stories that you thought about or did you have a hand in writing them or you know things like that kind of tied into that with with it chuck i think a question i would want to ask him is like um obviously they were trying to sell toys and obviously he was pushed a lot of times to go in a certain direction to to sell those toys i'm curious if like if there was a time when he wanted to tell a certain story but Hasbro came back and said, no, we want you to go this direction because we want to sell this toy. So if, I wonder if there was a story direction he wasn't able to go into that he really wanted to. Yeah, that might have been where the special missions came out. Yeah, of. maybe. I always thought special missions were kind of like, almost like more extreme versions. They always seem to be more violent and yeah, all that kind of stuff. Or, yeah, yeah, so they were yeah. just like, well, this way, if a kid's used to buying Joe, he's not going to be introduced to all this that may get him in trouble with his parents or whatever. Yeah. So we'll just push them off to their own, you know, title. Do either of you guys have Olympic fever? I do. No. I do. <laughs> you do? It's been on my TV every night. Okay. Um, I do I, not. <laughs> I, watched, I watched the opening ceremonies. I, um, it's always on the TV. We might not always be sitting down watching it. But it's always on, and then if something comes up that I would like to watch, I sit down and watch it. Um, I am a huge fan of Misty May and Carrie Welsh, who do the beach volleyball because they have their pillows. They're, they're yeah, they're yeah, they're, they're dirty little pillows. right. They, no, they're just I mean they're just amazing players. Um, until a, until yeah, last night, they were never they had never lost a match in the Olympics, so it was amazing. So okay. I'm a bigger fan of the Winter Olympics, to be honest with you, the hockey. I love that, too. I'm a big fan of Olympics right. in general. So Now, this is kind of – I borrowed this one from another podcast. Um, let's say you guys have pissed off the gods, and they're going to curse you. But they give you a choice to choose your curse. Their, your choices are to retain all your comic knowledge, but you can never read a comic again that has been made – after your curse, so you can only read like back issues. Okay. You can't read anything new. Okay. Or they're going to wipe your memory of all your comics, and you can only read new stuff. You can never go back. Okay. 
Do I get to remember the new stuff from the curse, or is it all? It's always new. To yes, me? you can remember. You just can't remember ever reading Before. like Dark Knight Returns gotcha. or something like that. Gotcha. I would want to keep the past. I okay. <laughs> I knew this was what going to happen. I would go to the future. Um, okay. So I, that didn't that answer does not surprise me at all, Chuck. So you no, would not at all. No. Forget all like X Men. Yeah adventures and all that stuff and just say give me what's new yeah because if because comics are very cyclical and a lot of those old storylines tend to rehash themselves even though i might not remember the original storyline i'm going to kind of get something similar to it at some point as i'm reading and there's so much new stuff out now that was never out a long time ago i mean back in the day it was for the most part it was mostly marvel and dc now there's just so much stuff out there i can read fables i can read Walking Dead. I found a couple new comics just recently from that are independent. Plus, I yeah, but you're going to have to start at like Fables, like 115, and not, Walking Dead, like 120. Not, I jumped into the middle of like Spider-Man number 274 at one point. So I mean, I can, I have no problem jumping right in the middle of something and going from that point forward. Okay. Yeah, but I'll have about 690 issues of Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. No, but how does this end? Oh my God, yeah. I'll never know. But no, I, I honestly have. Yeah, I'd have uh, no problem going forward. I'd hate the fact that I would forget all that old stuff. But I, yeah, I could pick up Green Lantern tomorrow with no mem- memory of what happened in the past and just go forward from there. Okay. Yeah, but he might not be your favorite guy. He might not be. I know. You'd, you'd be starting from square I, one. I get to start all over again. I might have a new favorite. I might. My favorite might be the Hulk. Yeah. It might be Thor. You don't know. Don't know. Have. You think you're one of you have seen The Dark Knight yet? Yes. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone yet because no. it just came out. Now, absolutely perfect ending to it. Did you movie. see like like everything coming ahead of time, or were you no. just were you surprised at anything? I was surprised. I was surprised with a lot of stuff, and I okay. and I had a little geeky moment at the end too. Okay. Where I. I if you remember earlier episode, Rob uh, Robert had mentioned about uh, squealing like a little girl at watching Young Justice. I had a little girl squealing moment at the end of, of that movie. So, okay. And and later on, we'll disclose that in a future episode when we feel enough time has gone by for everyone to have seen it. So, all right. How supportive are your wives of the podcast? Oh, you're very supportive of the podcast. Yeah. It's just uh, <laughs> it's the other stuff. The other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, the buying the toys, buying services, the buying the comic books. They, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say my wife's extremely supportive of the podcast. Um, it's one of those things I just say, I, as long as I'm giving her like some notice that we're doing, it, it's not like, Hey, I'm coming home tonight. Chuck's coming over too. And we're going to record. Um, yeah, it's been something like when I told her we were doing this thing with the listeners, she was like, wow, that sounds really cool. So, um, has either one of them ever been to like a convention with you or no. nothing no. like that? <laughs> no. I've my wife is actually going uh, this this Sunday. There's a little comic book show in uh, Akron, Ohio. Okay. So we had nothing really planned and nothing going on. So we're going to drive down and check it out. But this will be her first taste of anything like that. Yeah. Okay. And for for me, I've I've off- I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've offered, but she said you know she kind of sees it as as my like boys time out type of thing. So it's your it's your golfing. Yeah, exactly. So she's like you know. I, I've I've offered many times because you know if she because I think she would enjoy it but um, she's read comics I've given her comics to read and she goes oh I really, that was really good like she read the first trade of Ultimate Spider Man and okay. and she thought that was really good and I asked her if she wanted to read the second one she's like no I'm good <laughs> and my wife was uh, watching True Blood 
And so I got her the comic books. I got her like the first seven issues. And she read them and she liked them, but that was about as, you know, she didn't ask for more. Yeah. So. Okay. It, it, now, the thing about the Akron little thing, it's it's from 10 o'clock till like 4 o'clock. And I, I know we'll probably end up leaving around noon or 1130. So <laughs> yeah. I just don't, I, I don't know. The endurance isn't there. <laughs> if, we go Will around, to be there. if we go around the tables twice. Yeah. And then she wants to leave, I won't be surprised. Yeah. All right. So, Chuck, are you going to stay with the Masters Collection or Collector's Club or whatever? I hear that price got jacked up. Yeah, the price went up. It went from $20 to $22. Now it's $25 mm-hmm. to join the club. And if you're not a member, it's going to be like 27 to cherry oh. pick. And that's what I do. I don't actually join the club. Oh, you don't join the club? I don't join the club for one reason. I don't want to commit to buying something that, you don't that know. I, I don't know. I can't see it. Yeah. So they, they tease you a little bit, and they tell you, well, we've got these figures coming out this year. They might release four or five names, but then you don't know the rest of it, and you're locked into buying it. You can't cancel. Okay. So I, I don't really like that idea. I like pre-orders. If you tell me what it is, I'll pre-order it if I like it. I mean, I, I do get most of them anyway, but I, I just don't want to be forced to buy something I don't want. All right. Well, that's- Ryan, Chuck, have you – I mean, uh, Ryan, have you – looked into that dc club i i have kind of a similar thing it's i kind of have the thing is between dc classics and dc direct figures i pretty much have all the figures i've ever wanted to have as far as characters Mm -hmm. um in fact i'm having to eliminate a lot of them because i just don't have the space to even display them and it's one of those things if if i'm not going to display them and i i don't rotate stuff out a whole lot so i still have stuff i will keep in a tub because i don't want to get rid of it but there's definitely gonna be some stuff like I was counting up how many Batman figures I have, and I'm like, I really don't need this many Batman figures. Um, yeah, I counted that up today, too, and I had 12. Yeah, and I know I have more than Chuck. I might have twice as many. So um, so I really don't need – I don't need to be 24 Batman guy. So I'm 12 Batman guy. Right. So, um, so yeah, I'll be thinning out the collection and just keeping the pieces I really enjoy. And like I said, I'll still put some in a tub that I'll rotate in and out occasionally. But, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not – able to enjoy them because I don't see them every day and I want to be able to see the stuff every day to really enjoy it. So I think for me, what I wanted to do with it is instead of maybe quitting and selling it off and rotating it is I want to maybe try to make a switch to like higher end things like, like statues and sideshows and things like that. That way I'm not having all of this amass. I'm not 12 Batman guy where I spent like $12 a piece on them. Right now I'm like one, $300 $300 Batman statue guy. Right, right. Oh, okay. So maybe try to get to the higher end, the bigger stuff, the more adult collectibles, so to say. Okay. All right, Chris. Well, uh, that's all I got. Cool. Well, I appreciate that you came with a lot of stuff for us to talk about. It was awesome. I'm glad I won the contest because um, I couldn't live with Chuck if he uh, won something else against me uh, outside of the fantasy football. So. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, though. And honestly, that was that was a lot of fun. It showed me how little I actually know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I figured we we kind of end it here since we I think we still have what three more listeners that we're going to be bringing on the line here. And uh, I don't yeah, man, it'll be a late night. I don't I don't want to get uh, well. It won't be tonight, but uh, it won't be tonight. <laughs> it'll be you know. But uh, I don't. I was going to say I don't want this to be a four hour episode for everyone because then we'll hear then that's when the complaint emails come in and. <laughs> I'm writing my 
mine already. <laughs> writing mine already, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Chris. Uh, I'm sure uh, at some point we'll we'll make it down your way or you'll be able to make it up our way and we'll be able yes. to meet face to face and uh uh, but other than other than that, I'm you know at some point in the future we'll be happy to have you on again and uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, thank you for supporting the show. I yeah, really, really appreciate it. Absolutely, thank you. no problem. Uh, one last thing before we let you go: Is there anything you wanted to pimp promote? Um, well, I do two podcasts. Okay. I do one with my wife. It's called Norwegia Quest. It's our two Twitter handles put together okay i'll send ryan a link so he can put a yeah. link in the show notes and then i do another show called what to watch and that's me and a longtime friend jeremiah we basically decided it's like we just watch stuff that we always watch so we we're pushing ourselves outside our comfort zones to watch films we normally wouldn't okay so like stuff he likes that i normally wouldn't he's like you got to watch this and then i do a review and then i say you got to watch this and he does a review so it's kind of like pushing our boundaries seeing what's out there very so. cool I like that. Yeah. What's the what's the podcast you and your wife do about? Uh, it that is about kind of just our lives. Uh, my wife works for Lego, so we talk about the Lego Corporation a lot, and we collect a lot of that. Um, what apps are doing? What theme park we were at last week? That kind of because when we moved from St. Louis to Orlando, it's like there's a lot of stuff to do. So it's like every week we're busy with stuff. So we just started doing a podcast about just stuff we're doing very cool oh, that sounds nice very cool yeah great all right well uh yeah if you could send me the the links to that i'll make sure they're in the, the show notes that would be great and uh and that like chuck said thanks for supporting the show and uh we'll move we'll move along to our next listener that's hanging on the line
Welcome to a collaboration between the GeekCast Radio Network and the Pop Culture Network. This is From the Command Center, the podcast. I am your host, TFG and Mike from the GCRN, and joining me is Zordon himself. Uh, oh, wait. I mean, Scotty Cash. That's right. Scotty Cash from the Pop Culture Network. And today we're introducing you to the audio version of From the Command Center, the podcast that will tell our intake on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the episodes, the seasons, and all that other good stuff. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to M-Wire only on geekcastradio.com. Emerging from the dark humor that was the Beast Unleashed podcast, Steve Megatron, TFG and Mike, Pecan Court Michael, and the Cybertronian correspondent Optimus Solo move on to Transformers Animated with Transformation Animation Podcast. 20 episodes covering all three seasons of the cartoon, the books, and the awesome toy line. We'll also have cast and crew interviews, so get tapped with GCRN's next Transformers franchise podcast. Transformation Animation Podcast, available on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Get your tap on. Decepticons, transform and rise up. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on geekcastradio.com. 
to Cybertron. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. I also have a few supplemental episodes in an interview with Stan Bush. So check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming rollout. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! Are you a fan of gaming? Then check out GCRN's first ever gaming podcast, Extreme Retro Gaming. It's your one-stop shop for emulation, retro, and modern gaming. Here talk on your favorite games from classic consoles of the current day. The show will feature one-shots on a single game every single episode. So stay tuned in for Extreme Retro Gaming, only on the GeekCast Radio Network. Now, back to G.I. Joe. guys and we're back we have on the line now a friend of the show straight from the great white north canada that's right we have roger on from cherry bomb toys again that's www.cherrybombtoys.com <laughs> hey roger how you doing buddy i'm good man thanks chuck yeah no problem aka toy goon for those the toy goon that, yes yes the toy goon yes so i just wanted to ask you guys some questions okay. about your show about Maybe not so personal, just about toys and comic books in general. Cool. Uh, take it away. Take it yeah, away. We have, we have no, yeah, we have no idea what direction you're going to – what rabbit hole you're going to take us down, and we're looking forward to it. So. Oh, I got some good questions for you guys. <laughs> nice. For once, for once, I had to do absolutely zero show prep. So. How's it feel? Uh, I love it. I, under, I, I was going to say I now know what it's like to be Chuck. So. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to a day in my life of this awesomeness. But I will say it's also a little scary. You go through that fear every day that you don't know where I'm going to take you. So ah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I trust you. <laughs> but well, can, this will be a fun ride together. Boys. I would say, can we trust Roger, though? That's the scary part. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Friends of the North. Yes. All right. First question. Okay. I just want to know 
how long you guys have been collecting comic books and toys and kind of where you started the whole podcast and okay well uh why don't you go ahead and kick things okay off. yeah um collecting uh i've been buying comic books off and on since i was a kid uh but actually collecting them so to say getting certain numbers and reading them chronologically numerically um probably within the last two years since you met me well, a little bit before that, <laughs> you you've pushed me over the fucking edge. You have, but uh, yeah, you you owe me so much money, Ryan. Oh, <laughs> believe me, turnabout's fair play, buddy. Once you start hearing my history, um, so. <laughs> yeah. But no, really, before I met Ryan, I was buying all of the GI Joe books, the Transformer books, and that was the occasional Batman and Spider Man. That was it. That was it. That was as far as my comics were going. A- after Ryan, I have two bookcases full of trade paperbacks. <laughs> I take full so, responsibility for that. You should. My wife should. <laughs> nice, <be>. nice. <laughs> but toys, um, I never really thought of myself as a toy collector, so to say. I just, uh, like, like I don't know, a buyer of toys, I guess. I never really set out to get a certain, I got to have all the figures in this wave, or I got to have all the characters of this. I would just, I, I bought what I liked. Right, that, so you're a collector of toys that you like, like Batman, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. Assorted Star Wars. Right. Yeah, a, a lot of Star Wars, Masters of the Universe, some G.I. Joe, um, you know, Batman, superheroes. I, as I read more about superheroes, I started to like different ones, so I wanted a character representation of that person. So I, that kind of led down that that journey. So and that, same that, with that's both. pretty much, yeah. And same would go for your love for Beast Wars and Transformers as well. Uh, I, we, the Netflix has uh, allowed me to watch that on the cheap, so I, I thank Netflix for that. Um, but I am not enjoying that at all. <laughs> no, you're thinking twice about your life now? Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering why I bothered to watch any of it to begin with. I, I should have never done it. What, hey, Chuck, what was your first like comic book, the one that you remember either getting with your own money or just owning like that you got? Like what's your oh, earliest the, the, Yeah, the very first comic book I bought, my mom bought it for me when I was sick, was G.I. Joe number 29, okay. the Marvel one. Um, I, I've told the story before. That's the first comic book that she bought me. I was sick. She went to the drugstore to get my medicine. I... Uh, that that what came back and I, I just kind of laid in bed, kind of mopey, sick. You know, I had the flu. Read the comic book and from there on, I was like, "Wow, these are these are really cool. These are kind of you know really neat." I see the toys in a different way. And then you started seeing the commercials on TV about other comic books, other GI Joe comic books, and then I was watching the cartoon on a regular basis, and it just spiraled out of control with GI Joe for me. Um, for me, it was, uh, as far as comics go, uh, the, at least the first comic I remember, uh, what having is, uh, was out of a three pack, one of those, uh, I don't know if you would, if you guys had them up there, or, or I know Chuck remembers these. They'd be, yeah, we had three packs. Yeah, the three packs that would be in the, the toy store and stuff like that. And the only comic I remember in that three pack was, uh, a Return of the Jedi comic. So, haha, Star Wars and Chuck's was, G.I. Joe, so yeah. hence the show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I remember that one. It was a, a purple cover, and I had uh, Lando and Luke and Leia on the on the cover and stuff like that. Um, 
And then the first one I remember buying with my own money was uh, a John Byrne Green Lantern. It was called Tales of Ganthet. Uh, and that was mostly because I liked Green Lantern from Super Friends. Um, but I didn't get heavy into comics until like the early 90s when Zero Hour came out and Age of Apocalypse came out. Um, I was picking up comics here and there. But uh, once I was working, once I was 16 and was working uh, a job and everything else and could drive to the comic shop and buy a lot of stuff and haul it back home, uh, that's that's when. Uh, and so that would have been about around 92. That's when I got heavy into comics. And then I went to college, couldn't afford comics. Um, and then when I got out, I got my first job and then was making good money and kind of went back and found all the stuff I had been missing those four years while I was in college. Uh, and ever since then I've been collecting, uh, a lot and getting a lot of back issues and everything else. And now I'm at the point where I'm like scaling back a lot more, but, uh, as far as from my past collection and everything else, as far as toys, um, you're this, welcome. The, yeah. This is where I owe Chuck <laughs> just like he owes me for comics. Uh, uh, I did collect some here and there, but not a whole lot. And then I met him and he started saying, Hey, why don't you check this one out? Why don't you check that one out? And next thing I know, I'd, I'd buy one and that's, that would just start me with that plastic crack habit. Um, but it really did turn into a thing for me where it's, uh, much like Chuck, I would, I would buy characters I liked. Um, but then like the comic fan in me who felt like I needed to get the whole set. <laughs> started creeping in. So I was buying whole sets of stuff uh, or making sure I got every, every single one of them. Um, I've gotten away from that now. Now it's just like, okay, there's actually very few figures out there now that I even want because I already have a, a great representation of that figure. And I do view my figures like a statue. We've mentioned on the show in the past before, like I view rather than having a statue sitting on my mantle, I, I like to have an action figure sitting there. So, um, you know, it, that's, that's my version of a statue. It represents the characters I like and everything else. So, um, yeah. So in regards to that, that was, uh, that's kind of my history with that. As far as the show goes, um, Chuck, feel free to jump in, uh, any moment, but, um, and what if you'd shut up? Well, I was going to say, and cut me off, when, <laughs> cut me off whenever you want. But, uh, uh basically the show started, uh, we both work at the same place and we ate lunch within the same circle of friends. Um, I knew of Ryan. I didn't know him like I do now. I knew of him. Um, again, we sat with the same circle of friends. Yeah. <laughs> All that wasted money. No. <laughs> now, and, and we were talking and we got to talking and just, you know, we found out we liked the same kind of things. Uh, you know, video games. We both had an efficient, you know, we both love Star Wars. We both, uh, loved 80s properties and, you know, G.I. Joe and, Masters and Mask and Transformers. We both loved all that. And we both k- kind of listened to podcasts. Um, I think I was a little, a little bit more than I me. Say, I think it was a little heavier into it than you because my job allowed me to listen to them during the day. Yeah, yeah. Where I had to concentrate and talk to people. He had the opportunity to be in, engulfed and entrenched in podcasting. Right. Whereas I heard the occasional podcast here and there. Um and we got, we got to talking and I was like, you know what? We can do this. We should do this. We're better than some of the people we listen to. This is crazy. We, we really should do this. We, let's think about doing it. And you're like, 
yeah, we, we probably can. And, let's, let's think about this. And what kind of sparked that was the banter that you guys hear on the show all the time is the banter we were having at lunch every day. So that's why Chuck was like, we could probably do it better than some people we, we listen to. Um, Cause we, yeah, people at work would stop and just sit down at our table and just listen to us. Right. Listen to us bicker. Um, <laughs> And that's what happens to us at the shop as well. Like yeah. we're in there having conversations, watching the new stuff come out and yeah. kind of reviewing it to some degree. And then you got customers walking through and uh, suddenly there's a crowd around us and we're all having the, the yeah. same discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the, and the, what's kind of finally sparked it. Um, I mean, I listened to the, the podcast I was listening to at the time was the geek savants. And I went back to the very beginning of them. And then I started list, I listened from episode one all the way up to getting back current with them. And then they they kind of mentioned other podcast shows, and that's how I found DC Noise, and then that's how I found uh, Comic Geek Speak. So listening, much like a lot of people that listen to us find other podcasts because of ones we mentioned, I was finding other podcasts because of ones that Geek Savants were mentioning. Um, and then a couple months, probably about a month or two went by after Chuck had mentioned us doing a podcast, and... Uh, there was, uh, one of the hosts from DC noise. I've mentioned this on the show a few times in the past. Uh, but for those that might be new to the show, um, there was a podcaster named Eric Martin who was a huge geek and he would, he would gladly, uh, smile at me saying that, um, he was, he would be on a lot of different shows as a guest and everything else, but he was always, he was on DC noise with Mike Myers and he passed away. Uh, he, uh, it was very sad in the, in the podcast community. You kind of found out like how much that community came together. Um, so I was, it kind of lit a fire under my butt and I said, you know, and I was talking to him actually on the forums, just much like we do with our listeners on the forums. I was communicating with him on the forums the night he passed away. Um, so that was kind of, kind of eerie, but I, at the same time, I'm like, you know what? This guy put himself out there. I should be able to do the same thing. So I was like, I said to Chuck, I was like, well, you said you wanted to do a podcast. I've made some contacts. I contacted Dave Duanch at Geek Speak, and he told me what went into it, how much money it cost, which I found out cost almost nothing, which was awesome. Um, that, that was that was great. Yeah, and then <laughs> uh, you know, my wife got me a, a a microphone for Christmas that year because she knew I wanted to do the podcast, and she's been supportive and. Uh, of me doing it because she knows I really enjoy it. And then we just kind of went from there and we were just kind of winging it ever since. And, you know, I would like to say that we've gotten a lot better from the first one up till now, but you never know. So good. Interesting. Interesting. So, um, I do have one question for you guys. Have you guys tried doing a, a podcast off your iPad yet? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and how, how did that work out for you? Well, mixed. Uh, it was it was pretty mixed. Uh, we had one successful try with the iPad, and then one was not so much because the volume levels just weren't there. Yeah, for some right. weird reason, we did the inter. I mean, I've always used the laptop, uh, but I haven't used the iPad. I'm gonna test the iPad uh, when we do our next show, our episode 76. I'm gonna have, just have it here in the room. I'm just gonna have it recording. Um, but I'm going to use the laptop as the main one, but I want to test it because I am going to use the iPad when we go to Baltimore to actually be able to, rather than lugging around the laptop, I want to be able to have a quick interview with maybe a creator or something like that. And it's so much faster to, to record like through GarageBand 
you just press the button and hit record and you're ready to go where the laptop, you have to boot up the laptop. You have a shorter battery life. You have to plug in the microphone. Then you have to bring up the program. I mean, it's, a, it's a big hassle. So uh, the mixed review we had or a mixed session we had was uh, we did an interview with Shannon Gallant and Chuck was using the iPad and was you could hear him totally fine. Everything was perfect. The next two times he tried to use the iPad, we don't know why, but you could barely hear him. So I want to test out GarageBand and recording. I've talked to other people that have used it, the iPad for using GarageBand to record, and they haven't had any problems. So I'm going to test it out next time we record together just to kind of see how it works and work out the kinks before I'm using it for real in Baltimore. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the only thing that's bad with the iPad, I will say, is from my knowledge, I don't, I'm not aware of one. And if the listeners out there that knows of one, they can certainly let me know. But... There's programs to record Skype calls like we're doing right now uh, on the laptop. Uh, I use CallGraph, and there's a lot of other ones out there. Uh, they're all free. But the iPad, as far as I know, there isn't any th- an app out there for the iPad to record Skype calls. So, hmm. All right. Good to know. Good to know. So. And for me, uh, I've been collecting toys since early 80s. I'm one of those weird kids that kept all my stuff. <laughs> Uh, comic books for me, I uh, didn't really get into it until the 90s, so I was late for G.I. Joe and Star Wars and Transformers and all that stuff, and I've just been collecting toys ever since. I've amassed a large, large collection of 80s properties, I'd say. Uh, G.I. Joe is definitely my most dominant one, and then uh, a friend of mine not too long ago, I'd say about a year ago, introduced me to Sideshow. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, thanks for breaking the bacon, <laughs> or breaking the... Breaking yeah. the bank yeah, on that punch one. punch him in the mouth, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 30 figures deep is, you know, I could have bought a brand new car for that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But, uh, i so seen yeah. them, though. I've seen the, the pictures you sent to us, and they, they look amazing. Yeah. yeah they, they are. They, very, oh, very my jealous. God. Yeah. But, but again, it's an expensive habit to get into. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying not to head down that path. <laughs> I'm trying to push that to you guys now, so you can blame me for your big expenditures. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Well, you'll be the one I contact if I start heading down that path. <laughs> oh, let me, know. let me know. I will definitely take your hand and bring you right down that trail. <laughs> Damn it, Roger. Damn it. <laughs> no, I'll blame Chris because Chris Campbell because he's the one that sent one to me that was like, before I didn't know what they looked like. I just saw them in pictures and they were like this mythical thing that was out there. Now I know what it looks like in person and I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, because I've seen them before, like on the internet, and then I've saw them at toy shows, but they've always been in the box. Yeah, yeah. Yours was the first one, Ryan, that I saw out of package and got to, you know, put my hands on and fiddle around with it a little bit, and it, it's simply amazing. He tried to escape my my house with it and everything. It wouldn't fit in my back <laughs> pocket. Yeah. yeah. Really, you were trying to steal a flint, huh? <laughs> well, it was, it's nice. There's <laughs> oh, I should see the Duke. The Duke up close. Oh my God, it's my favorite piece by far. Yeah. I, I, I got to get my hands on one of those eventually in life. I'm still going to go with Flint. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> ah, Flint. Eh. That's my boy. Flint, Flint's your Duke. No. We've been over this. <laughs> I'm your Duke. Flint is my Flint. No, you are not my Duke. <laughs> You're my douche. <laughs> I can be your hero. All right, so should we just go into some rapid-fire questions? Sure. Sure. And wherever you want right. to take us, man. I'm taking you down rapid fire road. Nice. All right. So first question, Canadian bacon or regular bacon? Ooh. Regular bacon. <sighs> Sorry. Depends. Chuck, 
Depends on the mood. <laughs> I nah. I have to go regular bacon, but I have been known to take to prefer Canadian bacon on occasion. But that a boy, that a boy. Once you go Canadian bacon, you can never go back. <laughs> Canadian like bacon works really well for like uh, like an egg sandwich or something like that. It just works. Absolutely, it does. You can make clothing out of Canadian bacon. You can wear it as a hat. It's perfect for any 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 occasion. All right, Timbits or Dunkin' Donuts? I to, uh, I'm not even sure what Timbits are. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm going to go Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts. Timbits or the Canadian Dunkin' Donuts? Okay. okay. I'm glad you referred to it that way because Dunkin' yeah, Donuts Yeah, I've never heard of it or awesome. seen it. <laughs> you never seen Oh, my God. No. All right, I'm getting a care package together for you guys. You're going to get some Canadian bacon, some Timmy Ho's, and you guys are going to be set. Well, see, nice. see now Chuck's going to have to eat all that stuff because I can't eat that stuff right now. <laughs> I can't I'll wait till I, I can't eat that, that stuff till October. So. I, I can't eat your share. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, Chuck, you'll be in there. You'll love it. <laughs> uh, poutine or fries and gravy? Poutine. Uh <sighs> Okay. Ryan Dabble's in Poontang, though. Right. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, That's getting, why Canadians I'm, like it. Yeah, I'm getting confused between that. <laughs> I'll go fries and gravy. Really? Fries and gravy? Sure. I don't even know what the other thing is. I've it's never fries. Heard. It's fries and gravy. Okay. And gravy on top. Okay. It's the most delicious thing you'll ever taste. Okay. It's addictive, too. It's like crack. It's, it is. It's almost as bad as plastic. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good to know. All right, Caesar dressing or ranch dressing? Caesar. <laughs> I'll, oh, man, I love both of them, but I'll go ranch. Um, ranch? Oh, Caesar. I'm with you on that one, Chuck. Caesar's the best. No, I love I love, I love a Caesar salad, but ranch dressing is more versatile. You can put Caesar on anything. No. Yeah, you can. No. Yeah, you can. I've tried it. Trust me. It I'm sure it's fantastic. You probably should, yeah. But I'm going to go ranch. Chuck, That's why you would wrong. Chuck will point out that I my taste buds are that of a five year old. So they are. So and I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he well, gets time to hey, what's your favorite kind of salad, iceberg. Yeah. Iceberg with ranch. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. It's fine. I like romaine lettuce too, but I like iceberg. There's well, nothing you wrong do with now that I've told you about it. No, I've always eaten. <laughs> You'll be sophisticated when you order Caesar with it instead. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, well, no, I would never have uh, a Caesar salad with iceberg lettuce. That's crazy talk. You, it has to be romaine lettuce. So, um, but no, it's just I. Yeah, I, Chuck gets on my case because I won't put mustard on certain things. I'll put ketchup, and he's like, "That's blasphemous for certain things." And I'm like, "I like I, it. I agree. Mustard is the best thing ever. I can't stand mustard. Yeah, thank you. I this hate is five ketchup. I know each ketchup with a hot dog. Yeah. What? No. Exactly. Thank you. Hello. What? I don't like mustard. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you. Hello. I don't. Yes. Like, I don't like mustard at all. <laughs> oh, there's a time and place for ketchup. No this guy. I, yeah. I'm fine that I have the taste buds of a five year old. I can live with that. I collect action figures and read comic books. I'm okay with having the mind of a five year old. <laughs> I collect toys and I love mustard and Caesar hey, dressing. You should have the palate of a man. <laughs> Whatever. The collecting habits of a child, but well, the palate of a man. But we've noticed, I agree. But we've I learned agree. over the over time, Chuck, that you have the taste of a woman, so it's okay. I like the taste of a woman, sure. No, you have yeah. the taste of a woman. <laughs> I, I like my way better. 
No. <laughs> Chuck likes a lot of feelings and emotions. Yeah, poutine yeah. for life. Yeah, exactly. I'm down with that, yeah. <laughs> poutine for life. Uh, there you go. All right, we'll nice. We'll get statues together. <laughs> nice. Larry Hama or like Shannon Gallant? Oh, Larry Hama, yeah. Larry Hama or who? I didn't hear. Shannon Gallant. Uh, Larry Hama, but that's not to knock Shannon. Um, no, no disrespect. It's yeah. just Larry's godfather. I think Shannon would pick Larry. So, <laughs> and if you picked anybody else, Larry would rub you out. Right. There was no wrong answer to that question. By no, the way. there's, there's not. I agree. Really not. No. No. I thought you were going to give me like Larry Hama or George Lucas, but. Um, uh, I think we all know the answer to that one. <laughs> Sorry, know. George. Well, well, I'm going to say that Lucas isn't exactly on my favorite list anymore. <laughs> he needs to leave stuff alone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's time he just retire and let I, that stuff take care of itself. Take care of itself. I totally agree. I totally agree. Now, had you asked me before the prequels came out, I would have said, I probably would have said George Lucas, but prequels and then him messing with the originals and yeah, bad, bad George, bad George. <laughs> <laughs> so are we nice. supposed to get later movies? I hear kind of rumors back and forth about that one. Uh, I don't know. Getting laid? What? <laughs> later <laughs> movies. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a personal invite to Canada to get laid. Hey, <laughs> I'm down. Come up, I'll bring you up. Nice. Um, those rumors, as far as I know, have always been out there. Um, They've always been in the fanboy lores. Yeah. And, uh, and as well were the prequels and everything else, and they thought the prequels were never going to be made, and now we know that they probably should have been done by somebody else. Um, I, would, I would say I would venture to say in our lifetime we would see more Star Wars movies. I would venture to say we might even see in our lifetime. Grant, I'm planning on living a lot longer, um, but uh, I think we could even see a remake of Star Wars, which I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be totally opposed to. Yeah, we might. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see it in like the next five years, but I, you know, the next 20 years, if I, if they decide to redo Star Wars yeah, from the beginning, bitter old crotchety 70 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, but no, that's going to be you. I'm, I'm never going to be crotchety. Oh yeah. You're crotchety now. No kidding. <laughs> that's why I need to go to Canada to get laid. Exactly. Exactly. You can sit on my porch with me and we can yell, yell at kids as they pass by my house. But I, get off his lawn. Yeah. Get off my lawn. I think there's a better chance of us seeing um, the later movies if they were to do a remake of the originals. I don't think we would see it now. Um, do you think they would change the cast members if they yeah, remade them? Yeah. 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 But the, the thing that I would like to see if they were to do the later movies, um, and Chuck and I have talked about this before, is I would love to see them do the animation style like you see in a lot of the video games. Like when they show the cutscenes and stuff like that, the animation is like so amazing for like this five minutes. And I'm like, why can't we have that for a whole movie? Um, Cause it's very realistic. It's very lifelike and everything else, but it's, you can do so much in animation you can't do in real life. Um, and you don't ha- you all you have to worry about is voice actors. You don't have to worry about having actual actors. You just have to have someone that sounds like the actors. So you could do the later movies with someone that looks like Harrison Ford because you're creating them from a computer and you could have someone that sounds like Harrison Ford voicing the character. So that's just me though. That's just me. Yeah. I don't know. You might stir up a, a lot of star Wars fans with that one. 
I don't know. I've, Ryan, I, Ryan likes to dream big. I've posted stuff like that on the. I've posted stuff like that on forums before, and I've had a lot of people say that they would love to see something like that because you see CGI Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. At least down here they would. I don't know about up in Canada. Thank you. Yeah, they're pretty pretty cultists up here, to be honest with you. I don't know about that. There'd be riots in the streets and stuff. That's what I've heard about Canadians. You guys are like... Yeah, we, do, we don't take stuff lately around here. Vicious, angry people. That's, that's only during the uh, NHL season, though. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Montreal don't win. Something gets flipped over and burned. Oh, yeah. That's with Vancouver. Same with Vancouver. Yeah, the Canucks got to win. Because oh, I can sp- I can speak badly about Montreal, right? Is that okay? Uh, no. <laughs> sure. Why the hell would you want to speak bad about Montreal? Because they screwed up my London trip. That's why. <laughs> and they were assholes. Oh, here we go. And they were assholes. They screwed up your trip and they were assholes to you. They were assholes to me. <laughs> it's legit. So I don't like assholes. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck does. Chuck does. Yeah, Chuck likes assholes in prison. So. Well, that's where you get a free pass. No. Exactly. Thank you. Thank Everybody you. knows that. I was waiting for someone to say it. You get a free pass. No. You get a free pass. <laughs> All been... right, next question. Okay. Marvel or DC? Don't lie, Chuck. You go. Don't lie. You go, Ryan. <laughs> I will say DC, but I get uh, a lot from both companies, and I enjoy both companies. Marvel has been annoying me with the double shipping that they've been doing, so I will say DC. When I was a child, in my younger <laughs> years, I would have said Marvel because that's GI Joe. Now collecting, I, I have to say DC. All right, that's a good answer. Okay. DC. I play. Uh, I'm annoyed with Marvel. I can't stand their books anymore. So, IDW for me. So there you go. IDW. If you like Damn! It. I should have said IDW. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, you totally. We blew our chance to get the free. <laughs> no, I was the same way as you though, Chuck. When I was a kid, it was like. It was definitely Marvel. It was like Spider-Man and X-Men and all that type of stuff that I read. But um, then I started like in DC and like and just like you were saying, uh, Roger, it's they they've just been annoying me a lot lately. Marvel has so. Yeah, not only that, but with DC relaunching their titles, you know, within the last year, it, I'm excited about it. I'm I'm ready to get in because now I can get in on the ground floor on a lot of this. And yeah. still go back and read the old DC continuity if that's something I want to do later on. I, I'm not, you know, too inversed and too, you know, into the old stuff like a lot of people and just, you know, skipped it and ran out. But I can get on the ground floor of the new stuff, and I'm excited about that. So I can I can kind of go up and grow along with it. So I, I, I like that. Yeah. And yeah, for me, when I was a kid, I did Batman was my only DC. Marvel, again, that was their heyday back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I had left comics for a long time, and then I came back to G.I. Joe and, and done the roller coaster with them through the different companies they went through. And then I went back to Marvel to try to just kind of get back into, like, Iron Man, Captain America, Avengers. And I just found the stories too complicated to read. Yeah. Like, if you if you weren't getting five books different books to equate to that one book, then you, you had no idea what was going on. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping with this whole Marvel now that they're going to try to get back to that. I don't know. I doubt it, but I'm hoping they'll get back to where you can just get this one book and you'll be fine. Um, I mean, I, I like amazing Spider-Man. I'm still getting, uh, several X-Men books and I get the Avengers books, but I would venture out for more Marvel stuff if they weren't double shipping everything. Um, for DC, it's it's just you know I, I've cut back on the stuff I'm getting, but I 
like those characters and I like the fact that I can read Batman and if I want to, I could read Batman and Robin, but if I'm not reading both, I'm not missing anything just because I'm not reading both. So, yeah, but the more you read in DC, you'll find out sometimes they, they do mingle a little bit and you get more engulfed in the story. You get more out of it. If you read more, right. But, but you like don't Ryan have to. said, you don't have to. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I heard about miss anything. Yeah. Batman, apparently, if you uh, dive into other books around it, you get more of the story. Right. Exactly. Exactly, Roger. Yeah. 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 But, uh, All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Next question, boys. Yep. Star Wars or G.I. Joe? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very loaded question. Shit just got real. Yep. Well, we know where I'm going, so. Yeah. I have to go Star Wars. It's been my passion. It's been my life ever since I was a yeah. very little boy. So that was around for me before G.I. Joe was. So, Chuck, if you say Transformers, I'm going to flip out. <laughs> if I say Transformers, you get permission to kill me. Perfect. Chuck's going to say Masters of the Universe. <laughs> yeah, give me the He-Mans. <laughs> if I had to pick one and only keep one, only I, I, I would have to go Star Wars, too. Yep. Star Wars as well. Wow, I'm yeah, shocked. Yeah. I'm really shocked. And I knew he'd be lying if he said anything else. So yeah. Oh really? You would have got called out on that one, huh? Would have called him out because yeah. Yeah. Honestly, if I had to pick only one action figure line to collect again, and everything else is gone, I, I would have to go Star Wars. There's just so much more of it out to collect. You have the movies. You can pick you can and choose play. what you like. and Yeah, if you want to collect Clone Wars, you can do that. If you want to collect Sideshow Star Wars only, you can do that. Statues of Star Wars, you can do that. Just action figures. They get the little mini action figures. There's there's a lot more variety and a lot more to choose from. If From a collecting standpoint, there's just more There's more out there. Yeah, and for and for me, I mean, honestly, it was one of those things, uh, and I think I've mentioned this on the show in the past, but it's, it's one of those things, like you said, Star Wars was there from for me, like at the very youngest age possible for me. I mean, I was two when the first movie came out, so I obviously didn't see it then, but um, I think I saw it when it got re-released right before Empire. So I was like four and then Empire came out five and I know I saw Empire, but I'm dealing with, you know, a blonde haired kid who are following his adventures and I'm a blonde haired kid. And I mean, it was just like, a fun adventure and it was it was exactly what Lucas has always said he was going for with it was this Errol Flynn, you know, serialized type adventure and it it, it honestly that's why I like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, it's why I like uh Star Wars over Star Trek cuz Star Trek to me is exploring, you know, and there's a lot of political stuff and everything else where Star Wars is action adventure and that's actually one of the things I have a problem with the prequels with is the fact that I feel like there's a lot more of the politics coming into the prequels than the action adventure side of it so I would say for me that I view G.I. Joe as as my first crush my first love it'll always be there it'll always have a special place in my heart because it was first but Star Wars is like the girl you marry (laughs) really that's interesting G.I. Joe is the one you sleep with (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah she's no, a dark it's, it's a pleasant memory it's a it's a nice memory it's a pleasant memory it's something special that i'll always have through my childhood um but you can go back to it anytime you want like you can revisit an old memory but but star wars is that's the one you marry 
Yeah. Well, also one thing too, you were mentioning uh, earlier, Roger, was the fact that like, you know, you followed GI Joe through all the in- incarnations and in comics. And I did two up to a point. And it was the same thing for me with Transformers as well, where it was like, I felt like in the more recent years, GI Joe's just kept getting rebooted in my mind. It was one of those things like, okay, it went from image now to devil's due. And then all of a sudden it went to America's elite. And I, w- as soon as it started with America's Elite, I'm like, okay, I'm out. I don't, I don't want to start a whole new reboot. And same thing with Transformers. Transformers went from Dreamwave, and then all of a sudden IDW was rebooting it. And I was like, all right, I'm out with IDW. But then I jumped back into it, um, both of them, later on, and went back and collected all of them because I realized what I was missing, um, a lot of the fun and everything else. But Star Wars has never been that way for me. Star Wars, I didn't collect a lot of the Marvel run. Uh, but I did get some of it, and then when Dark Horse started with it, man, I I have ever, in one version or another, whether it's in trade or in issues, I have every Star Wars comic that ever came out from Dark Horse. Yeah, Star Wars though had a very strong storyline, so they never had to reboot that series. Right. Like it was a solid right. story the whole way through. Yeah, GI yeah. Joe on the other hand, I mean, it kind of flip flopped back and forth it and they were always, for a little while, and then yeah, yeah, back. so yeah. And then, well, and then the thing too, like the thing that I mentioned this on the forums recently was that um, the thing I'm liking with Transformers right now is that they're starting to look at different eras of Transformers. So they're looking at, you know, the the war for Cybertron with the video game coming out and everything else. So it's looking at the past, and they've had some stuff that have taken place in the future and everything else, which is what Star Wars did for me. It was like. I refuse to believe that if anyone's ever had any interest in Star Wars that they cannot find a comic that they would like because there is comics specifically. If you like the Troopers, there's comics for that. If you like the X-Wing pilots, there's comics for that. If you like the early days of Jedis with no characters that you know by name, but you like learning how the Jedi came to, to pass, there's stories for that. If you want to find out what happened after Return of the Jedi, there's comics for that. Um, so there, there's just so much out there. There's different eras and everything else that you can follow um, that I, I really feel that there's something for everybody if you like Star Wars, at least. All right. That's good. That's good. Uh, for me, Judge all the way. Never left it. It was like uh, I broke my virginity. I just stuck with it the whole <laughs> way through. Uh, Star Wars, uh, I did have it first. Absolutely. Um, it wasn't as soon as I found G.I. Joe, I, I just kind of walked away from everything else. I did start collecting again in the 90s when they rebooted with Power of the Force and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We all made that mistake, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I love those figures. I still love those figures. The They're he- awesome. That's because you like He-Man, and you had He-Man and Luke Skywalker combined together into one action figure. That's just true. This is true. <laughs> and then I just found for a while that uh, they just kept giving new packages of the same figures over and over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And then I just had a hard time throwing money into that, so I just kind of dove off that one. Yeah. Star Wars is big on the repacks. They're very, very big. Yeah. Three and three quarter figures are very big on the repacks. And I, and I kind of understand the repacks because, uh, Chuck, you and I have talked about this before with G.I. Joe, how there's always like a Duke and there's always a Snake Eyes and there's always a Storm Shadow. And you, I think you actually pointed it out to me, which I hadn't really thought about because I was starting to get annoyed with that. Um, and I got annoyed with it with Star Wars too, so I don't want you to think I'm just being hateful on G.I. Joe. Um, but it was, you know, you said to me, Chuck, like, well, the reason they keep repacking those is because there's always that net kid where that, that's his first G.I. Joe figure. So they always want to have those characters available right. because those are the ones everyone knows. So I think that's why Star Wars does it too, is like, Everyone should have a Luke and a Han, so let's make sure that almost every time we do a repack, you know, a new package, 
let's put out a Luke and a Han out there because that could be the kid's first Luke, Han, Darth Vader, Stormtrooper, whatever. So, yeah. I, I had a couple of the Star Wars figures growing up as a kid. Not not many, maybe you know a handful of them. But as soon as I found GI Joe, the Star Wars were the non back burner because they they weren't as articulated as the GI Joe figures, and that's what that's what hooked me. Yeah. It's the same size figure that I liked. It can fit in all my vehicles and everything, but it, it it can actually move a little bit better. And there's weapons that fit in its hand. Yeah, where I'm sold, uh, and I loved it. Yeah. Ever since where we we talked about it and my list of what I didn't have of Star Wars figures is significantly shorter than what I did have. I counted after all three movies, there was probably 10 figures I didn't have as a kid. Um, it was just an obsession for me as a kid. I loved Star Wars. So even once I got into G.I. Joe and I got heavily into G.I. Joe as a kid, um, I still had. But I was unlike Chuck. I had my G.I. Joe's playing with my Star Wars figures. So um it, it it didn't stop just because I was collecting a lot of G.I. Joe and stopped collecting Star Wars after a while didn't mean that I wasn't going to still keep playing with my Star Wars. So I think the question goes back to where I had G.I. Joe, where it really worked for me was 83 to 86, 87. Yeah, that's like the golden age of G.I. Joe to me. Yep. And then after the 87 movie, all that other stuff, Cobra La, G.I. Joe kind of kind of broke up with me kind of derailed yeah whereas yeah, star a, wars star wars tough. never broke up with me yeah i'll give you that i remember after it's watching that movie there, yeah and i was just like uh i don't know if i'm sticking with this any longer yeah but, and they, they came up with all the different you know the silly stuff the equal warriors and the uh toxic people whoa and, uh, whoa whoa, whoa, there, son. whoa 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 we don't be talking bad about that stuff <laughs> It just wasn't. It wasn't my GI Joe. I mean, like I said, it's for somebody that is their GI Joe. The, the kids who grow up later than me and Ryan, yeah. that's their GI Joe. That's what they know. That's what they love. They love the neon colors. Whereas it's not for me. It's and, not and, my GI Joe. And the thing whereas is, Star Wars never did that. Star Wars was always here's your characters, here's your guys, here's your stuff. Yeah. And it's always been that way, and it's always been consistent. Yeah, and that the, makes any sense. And that's the thing for me is um, uh, to help support you, uh, Toy Goon. Uh, I told Chuck, even though I stopped collecting, when I look back at it, the Eco Warriors and the and the Tiger Force and all that type of stuff, I still think look cool because I don't mind the neon colors and stuff like that. It was once they started doing the space where the, once they started doing GI Joe figures that didn't look like GI Joe figures anymore. Yeah, the Star Brigade. Yeah. yeah, the Star Brigade and stuff like that. That's when I was like, okay, this is like at no point would I find this interesting for for myself. But maybe you're a little bit better with GI Joe than me. What's the ones they did with the monsters um, toward the end of the line? Oh yeah, the Mega Marines, and they yeah, had like yeah, the Bio yeah. Viper and yeah, all that exactly. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's crazy horseshit right there. <laughs> <laughs> the one saving grace for that one guy is that he came with Play Doh. And you opened up his chest, and you would stuff Play-Doh in, and it looked like, and he would have little brain bombs that he threw. That was the only good thing about it. That could have been fun. I mean, I can even get behind Ninja Force to some degree because ninjas are just friggin' cool. Ninja's force killed me. (laughs) The articulation was really bad, especially on the Scarlet figure with the the way her legs moved and everything. But I mean, you're trying. You're you're trying to make ninjas. I'll give you that, which is a cool concept. Sure. No, no, it is. Strike force of ninjas. (laughs) No. (laughs) Which leads into my next question. Stupid transforming robots or ninjas? (laughs) Ninjas. 
Wow, the way you phrase that way. <laughs> uh, so we're talking GoBots or ninjas, right? Uh, uh, no. We're talking about the hybrid. It's really sad when the GoBot is the father of the Transformer. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. But Transformers are way better. Um, <laughs> I do like ninjas typically more than I like giant transforming robots. But well, we can move on then now. But but that's not to say Next I think question. giant transforming robots are stupid. <laughs> and and I will say that there are some bad, ugly ninja stuff out there. We were just talking about Ninja Force, so. Oh hey, I'm not on with. I hate both of them. So <laughs> either way, I'm out for either one. So you're gonna sell me your masterpiece Megatron then that I'm hearing so much oh, about? Geez, that's an alleged <laughs> thing. Someone might have saw that in my collection. I don't know. That's an alleged piece. That's a that's a mystery. <laughs> exactly. That is. I don't, that's a legend, apparently. But if he had one, it would be really cool. No, it would. It no, would. And you're and you're, obviously you're you're more than titled entitled to your opinion, although you're Canadian, so you're not really entitled to anything. But uh, <laughs> wow. now it's on. Uh, no, but dare you insult my Canadian friend? <laughs> no, I love, <laughs> thanks, thanks. I do love Canada, except for those bastards in Montreal that. You just had a bad trip at an airport. It could have been anywhere. True. True. And I and I hate the bastards in Detroit for that same reason because <laughs> I've had a bad experience in Detroit airport. So, um, but no, uh, I, I small hell. Growing up for me, it was uh, you know I had GI Joe and I had Transformers. They were both on right next to each other. I grew up collecting both. Equally, so I my I really have a passion for both Transformers and GI Joe. Even if other people don't, um, I pretty much lo- love most both of them equally. Um, and I think I mentioned it when we had the What's on Joe Mind guys on. Like one day you could ask me what's your favorite GI Joe or Transformers, and I could say Transformers. And the next day you could ask me, I could say GI Joe. They were just I collected so much of both, and I watched both cartoons back to back. That was my hour to watch cartoons and. Um, I can't imagine not having grown up with both of them. Oh, I'm not going to judge you for liking the wrong thing. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'll judge him for that. There you go. There you go. (laughs) You like Transformers, too. You're just sucking up to Roger. No, not as much as G.I. Joe, and I would never make that statement. I agree. I would never pick Transformers over G.I. Joe ever. I will will give you that, but you will pick uh, Master of the Universe sometimes over G.I. Joe. Which is sure. fine. You know what? I love Masters of the Universe. Reading that new comic, I'm yeah. in. Yeah, that was awesome. So Yeah, it was really good, yeah. All right, on to the next one. Avengers or JLA? Ooh. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's like asking me which child do I like better. <laughs> Everybody has a favorite. I, I have to go JLA because it has my two top favorite characters of all time of uh, Green Lantern and Flash. Most of the time it has them in it. Um, so I have to pick them, but I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Captain America and Hawkeye too. So, but I would say JLA. Wow. I thought, I thought for sure you were going to go with, uh, the Avengers. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Really? I did. Did you really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I do love Avengers. I know. I know. I thought you were going to go X-Men to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Band of ragtag mutants. I love that. But, uh, but no, I, I would say JLA even over. Yeah. I, I got to go Justice League too. No, no, fair enough. Justice League, I'm probably going to start reading fairly soon, so okay. we'll see it. 
the boys over at DC Noise are actually convincing me to jump on the, the DC wagon. Oh, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. And DC's got a lot of really good books out right now. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the reboot is phenomenal. So Yeah. It is. It is. Got any other follow-up ones? Sure. Okay. I have uh, a couple cage matches here. Okay. All right. You guys ready for cage matches? Yeah. Sure. Flint or Duke? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Duke. Two men enter, Love one that. man leaves. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go Flint, and I know Chuck's gonna go Duke. So <laughs> that's pretty much where that's gonna go. Yeah, that's the classic debate. Um, All right, but yeah, here's a good one: Megatron or the Hulk? Oh, Megatron. <laughs> yeah, Megatron. I think Megatron would incinerate the Hulk. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Hulk he can take it, and then he's gonna dish it. Megatron's head's gonna be nothing. Doesn't matter. I don't think so. I think he would just transform into that gun and just shoot him. <laughs> And the Hulk would just get that much more madder, and then Hulk smashes ass. Nah, I'm good. I say Megatron. Yeah. You're what, if, what if Megatron made wrong, the Hulk... Roger. <laughs> what if Megatron made the Hulk transform into Bruce Banner and just killed Banner? He can't kill Banner, though. Why not? He's just a human. You could probably kill him. Can I... Can I real... Okay, in all realism, though, I would say... I would honestly say, Roger, I would say the Hulk in real... Realism, the Hulk would win, but I want. Megatron. You mean in real life, Ryan? But I, win, but I want, but I want Megatron to win. Fair enough. That's happening outside my door right now. Actually, the Hulk and Megatron are squaring down. Nice, nice. Canada. Um, Snake Eyes or Batman? Oh shit! Batman. They're, they're equal. They're pretty damn equal. Yeah, Batman. I gotta go Snake Eyes. I say Batman because Batman is ready for anybody in any situation. Not I, a ninja. Fuck ninja. ninjas. Batman's a pretty much a ninja anyway. Batman was trained by ninjas. Exactly. So they're pretty equal in the skill-wise. Yeah. I don't know if he was trained by the Rashikagi, though. Batman took on the League of Assassins. He took on several yeah. ninjas. You know what? The League of Assassins are a bunch of pussies. No, they're not. <laughs> Compared to the Rashikagi. <laughs> they're not. I'm telling you, they are. Batman is ready for any situation. Whoa. No way. No way. Telephone. So I'll say, yeah, but I would say Batman. I'm going with Batman on that one. You know what? Batman has so much money, too, but Snake Eyes is fucking Snake Eyes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Batman has batarangs. Right. And bat gas. And bat everything. He's got shark repellent, man. Yeah, he's got shark repellent. <laughs> Snake Eyes has timber. Yeah, and bat- I don't know what that means. Batman got- has bat hound. <laughs> Bad hound. Don't even pull that. <laughs> the snake re- a backcopter? Yeah. Well, I guess Snake Eyes has full, you know, use of the G.I. Joe armory. Do they have a Batmobile? <laughs> the Bat they have thing? A yeah, they have a Batmobile? It, that's already won. Batmobile, it's over, yeah. yeah. I might have to defer to you guys, I mean, but I, I, would, I would want Snake Eyes. Batman has his own cave. Snake yes. Eyes doesn't even have anything that's called the Snake Cave or anything like that. No, but he has a, he has a cabin in the woods. No, he has a <laughs> locker in a, in a headquarters. <laughs> that's how... I think in the comic, in the comic book, his, his cabin got destroyed. Well, there you go. Yeah. I think he rebuilt another one, though. So, so Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Batman. Here's a good one. Optimus Prime or Iron Man? Jesus. <sighs> I, I, want to say, I want to say Iron Man because Megatron took Optimus Prime down. No, he didn't. Oh, my God. Yeah, We're not going to keep having this argument. But anyways. Megatron shot him, point blank dead. Oh, no. He, he died. He didn't. He did. He did not shoot him Optimus point blank Prime range. 
crying like a little bitch. Oh my god, stop. Both saw the movie. We're not having this argument. Yeah, we saw the movie. You can go back and listen to the episode where it was pointed out to you, and you said, I don't remember this happening this way. Yeah, but yeah, that I think you showed me something different. No. Iron Man has like he has repulsors and he has armor. And he's rich. I understand. That's why I'm having a tough time with this one. <laughs> I think maybe his repulsors would just blast the matrix of leadership and any Oh, that's that's my one thing is I'm thinking, I'm like, Optimus has that matrix of leadership that can can solve all the world's problems. <laughs> but Iron Man isn't a world's problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a world's problem, all right. Just, what the fuck did he give it the hot rod for? Okay, I'm going to say Optimus Prime because all you need to take down uh, Iron Man is a bottle of Jack Daniels. <sighs> you know what? That's that's a low blow. He worked that out. <laughs> he did. He sorted it out. And then he went and the fear itself happened, and he started drinking again with the dwarves. You know what? So what, Ryan? The guy's got a little weakness, okay? <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So Iron Man will just go and lie down and go, I'm hurt, I'm hurt, and Optimus Prime will feel bad for him because he's a human. And when Optimus Prime bends down to pick him up, boom, blaster in the face, uh, he Prime's done. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't know that he's a human, so I think he's just going to like stomp on him. This is a cage match, too. He knows what the stakes are. He knows he has to kill him. He doesn't hurt humans. He knows. He but, doesn't hurt you humans, could, yeah. You could say that for almost any good guy out there, and the bad guy's always going to win then. Well, Iron Man technically is a good guy, but he will stomp your face. Exactly. He doesn't Iron, care. Iron Man won't kill either. Yeah, he will. No, he, he will. Optimus Prime is not a human. Fuck robots. He's all over that. Yeah. So Optimus Prime can come back because he's a robot. I say Optimus Prime wins because he's not human. I say Iron Man because he plays dirty. Yeah, I, Iron Man. Roger, you're you're tainted anyways because you're saying anything that's not a Transformer, so I don't take yours for anything. <laughs> Leader one. Leader one could whip Optimus Prime. Oh, you're a bully. You are full of shit. Psykill. We're now at the point of the episode where Chuck doesn't even believe what he's saying. What was that one, the turbo, the, the little scooter? Scooter could whip his ass. Chuck, oh, Chuck, that's you, so embarrassing. Chuck, you don't even believe that right now. T-Bob. T-Bob from Mass. No, Johnny Five would own Optimus. Yeah, I Johnny love, Five. I love Johnny Five. No, Optimus kicks ass. I love Johnny Five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, All right, that's it for my cage matches. Awesome. awesome. All right. Well, uh, this. Did you have anything else you wanted to cover? I mean, I think we uh, shot uh, shot our load with that. Yeah, we <laughs> shot our load on that one too. Actually, no, I'm I'm good. I think I've got it all out. Well. Uh, uh, take a little moment and go visit Cherry Bomb Toys over at www.cherrybombtoys.com yeah. for all your vintage toy needs. Is there anything you, else you wanted to plug, uh, Roger, while you're on? Any like I don't know if you had Twitter you want people to follow you at or a website you wanted to check out. Anything you wanted to plug, it's your chance. Oh, great. So I might be launching a podcast about 80s toys. Nice. nice. Congratulations. Yes, yes. So I am kind of want to throw out the name right here and now. Sure. And then We'll start going from there. It's going to be called Guys with Toys. Okay. And uh, there's three hosts: the Toy Goon, Iron Man Anthony, and the new guy. Nice. The new guy. Nice. The new guy that you corrupt. Nice. Yes. Yes. We'll definitely break <laughs> his bank. The new guy's got to be like the rookie. He's got to carry all your bags and shit. Oh, he gets us lunch and stuff too. It's awesome. Now, when, yeah, do you know? Yeah, this will be, <laughs> do you know when this will be starting for you guys? I'm looking September, mid-September. Okay. The well, new guy's got to pay for lunch, too. Exactly. <laughs> well, once you do, shoot us a, a little email or whatever, 
And I will. we'll be happy to uh, not only listen ourselves, of course, but uh, we'll be happy to promote it on the show and everything. Uh, are you guys awesome, going to record? So. You guys are going to record that at the 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 store? Uh, no, we're going to record it uh, just via Skype. Everybody will just be at home and do their their nice. thing. Okay, cool, cool. Well, if cool. if you, I mean, we had people that helped us along. So, I mean, if if anything comes up, you have any questions at all about things that how we do certain things, uh, feel free also to shoot an email about that. I'd be yeah. more than happy to answer any questions as far as how we do stuff. Um, because, like I said, we had a lot of people that helped us, and I'm always anxious to pay it forward. So, uh, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be like something I would be really interested in. So, I can't yeah. wait to check it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll actually get you guys on as uh, hosts or uh, guests, actually, and we'll talk some 80s toys and some 80s shit. Would love it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you for, thank you very much. So, oh, well, thank you guys for having me on. This is a total honor. Yeah. Yeah, no problem, buddy. No No problem. problem. No problem at all. So, uh, so with that, Chuck, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, take a little break here and we'll, we'll bring on our next guest then. All right. Pause for the cause. Smoke them if you got them. Cool. And we're back. All right, next on the line is uh, Chris Campbell, fellow listener. He's uh, big on the forums. You can catch him on a couple of different podcasts, but he'll tell you about that. Everybody, welcome, Chris. How you Hi, doing, everyone. Chris? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, happy to have you on, man. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I, I, th- I almost felt obligated uh, to have you on at this point. Like you, <laughs> you've been so involved with the forums, you've been so involved with uh, just everything, and then you send me a figure out of the blue, and I'm like. All right, have to have him on the show. <laughs> so that is fair. That is fair market value. I'll take that. Yeah, it's, well, you guys are very active on the forums, and you, you know, it's uh, it's nice when you, uh, you know, because I'm sure most of our listeners like use Twitter or on forums, and you have to be honest. Most of the time, you follow a creator or just follow anyone. It seems like lots of the times, unless you personally know them and you're buddies with them. You try to interact with people, no one gives a shit. No one, like, replies back, unless they're, like, you know, you're friendly with them. But, like, God forbid, you know, uh, a comic creator, like, says something, and then you try to interact with them, and they, uh, you know, respond, you know, heaven forbid. But uh, you guys, famous guys that you are, you guys (laughs) respond, and you guys interact. So, no, it's a good environment you guys have built. uh, Very I appreciate that because I told well, th- I, thank you thank yeah, you because yeah. I remember early on when Chuck and I were talking we said when we had the forums at the uh, comic forums I said to Chuck I was like we need to be on there every day at least checking to see if someone posted something but most of the time it was just him and me bickering back and forth and let, little by little people started joining in and joining in and then I think we were Chuck you can confirm or deny this but I think we were both floored when we had to change forums and how many people 
joined the new forums just because they were enjoying the community. So yeah, it yeah. was it was yeah. very very nice and very humbling. It's um, it's it's a nice little close knit community, and I've I've become close with a lot of different people on the forums, and I keep in contact with them via you know email or text message and. It's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. I felt I developed a lot of nice friendships out of it, yeah. which is really cool. Yep. So, uh, th- Chris, this is going to be your segment of the show. Uh, it's all up to you. Yeah. What are we doing? Kinda, What's going on? I mentioned to you earlier, like it's uh, you take us down the rabbit hole that you want to take us down. Uh, it might be a cold, dark place, but uh, bring your flashlight. We're, bring your flashlight. <laughs> we're willing. Oh. To, we're willing to head down there. So uh, this the show is yours from this point on. Favorite seventy porn actresses? No, okay. Um, <laughs> right now, and the Lovelace. Go. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm having a nice cigar now to celebrate the victory of all the wonderful, awesome U.S. Olympians. So, nice. don't know when this is airing. Probably after nice. the Olympics are over, but uh, go USA. That's all I like to say. It'll probably be by the end so, of the week. So, uh, so yeah, okay. go, go, still in go America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck yeah. Um, so okay, let's uh, we'll, okay. Let's take a little journey. Uh, paper or plastic? Oh wow. Um, paper. All right, so let's talk comics. <laughs> uh, we'll talk toys. <laughs> we'll talk plastic crack after. Uh, so one of the things I want to talk about, we, you know, you guys cover it, um, and I know Chuck has read some of it, and I think Ryan, you've read more. Yeah. Is the IDW Transformers run pre? Pre Mike Costa run. Now that I know the divisive run. Um, it, it's not. It's not bad. It's not great. It's kind of just out there. Yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 I'm a huge fan of Mike Costa, so I'm not going to uh, be a hater. I'm just going to say, you know, it's out there. It offers moments of enjoyment, but um, you know, I think it's kind of in the middle there. You know, um, so but. I just started reading those sexy, sexy hardcovers uh, that they put out. And, Ryan, you have them, oh, don't yeah. you? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Chuck, you have those? Do yeah, you... I got the first three. God, they're so expensive on Amazon, have you seen? Yeah. It's kind of... I know. It's kind of tempting, but I don't want to sell because it's really hard to... Cl- it's, I mean, it's, gonna be, it's the only way to get that. It's going to be seller's remorse if you do. It re- it's not worth it, man. So... Yeah, I that's started, what I thought about doing too is putting them up there and selling and financing something else, but I really want them. And that's so. That's honestly why Chuck doesn't have the fourth one right now is because the fourth one he can't find it any place except Amazon, and it's like two hundred dollars on Amazon. So, I mean, they will. I think they will. They'll reprint, reprint it. They 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 reprinted it's, it's, three, so one, two, and three. So I assume they'll reprint oh, four. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just I just to think I got them for like thirty bucks on. Yeah. Here's a shout out DCB service. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, and they are also a sponsor on the other podcast I, I'm on. No apologies yep. with Chris and Daryl and Juan Castro, who everyone on listening to this podcast should know. Um, yep. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I got to talk uh, to them because I got to figure out how they were able to get them as a sponsor and we couldn't. So. Because they never responded back to me, I'm a little bitter about uh, that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I sweet talked them both in Chicago. You don't want to. <laughs> nice, no. nice. Love you, Christina Camp. You guys are awesome. Um, and so, uh, all around. <laughs> the uh, so yeah, I started reading them. You know, I have so many goddamn books to read, but I really wanted to read those, and so I started reading those. And there were some because you know, Ryan, you can. Have you you've read all Hail Megatron, right, Chuck? We you've both read have. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I know Ryan figured that shit is amazing. Yeah, obviously. 
obviously. I agree. Um, but I gotta say, I started with Volume One, and some of the early shit was—they was, were not no ongoing, just kind of random spotlights, random miniseries. It started off kind of weak sauce, I thought, um, with like the with the Thunderwing Stormbringer. Okay. I, I that was kind of okay. Stormbringer um, for me w- was weak, uh, totally. But, but I will say when I first started, because uh, I didn't get this when it first came out, uh, the Megatron Origin mini that was that blew my mind away because I didn't get that when it first came out. I started with Infiltration when it was coming out in issues, and then I picked up Stormbringer. And like I said, Stormbringer was kind of weak. I picked up a few of the spotlights here and there. So by the time I was done with Stormbringer, I was like, I think I got Escalation. And then I was yeah. done after Escalation because I was just like, Stormbringer was weak, Escalation was good, but I'm like, do I want to keep going? And then it was like, it wasn't until All Hell Megatron that I jumped back on again. Um, so I, I kind of missed some of the other stuff in between there, but I would still pick up a spotlight here and there. So And uh, just to interject here, those hardcovers that we're talking about, what IDW did was they placed them in reading order that you should read them so yes. they're not in order they came out. Right. That's a good so, point. Yeah, I go ahead, man. No, I was telling Ryan about the All Hell Megatron because that that was when we were first starting to, you know, do the podcast. And I told him I was reading his Transformer book and it's really good. And he was telling me that he read other Transformer books and he got kind of burned on them before and didn't want to read another one. And I'm like, this is really good. You should try it. Now, I've read a little bit of the Megatron Origins series. I haven't read it all because I didn't have all the issues, but what I've read of it, I really enjoyed. But that got me totally back into Transformers. That, that all hell Megatron series that that sucked me right back in between reading the the Megatron origin and then reading um, you know playing the video games that were taking place in the pre or during the Cybertronian uh, war and then reading some of the stuff that came out from Costa I know we're not totally touching on that but some of the stuff that came out from Costa that focused on those early days of Cybertron like that's what's made me really pumped about learning more about that time period and, and reading more about that time period, because I'm like, this is when the battle was at its prime. This, you know, for no pun intended. Um, <laughs> um, but this is when, you know, this is when it was just starting and this is when it really ramped up and everything else and kind of seeing them out of just normal earth vehicle modes. It's kind of cool to see what, well, what alt mode do they go into uh, on Cybertron and stuff like that. It, it, it's been fun for me. And the art in these books, they're, they're phenomenal. Ooh, yes, they Oh, one exception. One exception. Which I thought one? the art... I, I, 99% of it was amazing, especially All Hail Megatron. Oh, yeah. It, it just looked like the damn toys, and it was so sexy. Yeah. But the spotlight on Cup was crap on a stick. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hyper hyperbole, but that one was really jarring, and it was like Bill Sienkiewicz kind of knockoff type stuff, and... It just—it wasn't for me. I, I just—I don't like that style, and that kind of has to do with uh, Raymond Deli. Yeah, isn't that his name? Yeah, his his stuff that he did in print, I could not stand. I, I hmm. thought it was just awful. But the autocracy—that was awesome. Dig, the digital stuff where you can go panel to panel and get it clear, more bright—that mm-hmm. stuff is awesome. Yeah, uh, I just think he's a better digital. His stuff looks better on the iPad, like it, to the point where I would. I don't even know if I'd want to read it in print. It just is. It, it's like too jam packed, too dark. Can't really tell yeah. what's going on. I did get it in. I got it in digital, and then when the trade was solicited, I did get it in trade because we're going to cut. We are going to cover it on the show. 
um, coming up. So I think probably in episode 76, if Chuck gets a chance to, to read it all by then, um, I, I agree. Or 86, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it did look awesome digitally. Um, I, mm-hmm. I kind of like the painted look and everything else. Um, but yeah, there was a few spotlights where I felt like the art wasn't something I particularly cared for. Um, for me personally, like, I thought the there was also some stories that were kind of weaker, like the cliff jumper story spotlight. The cliff jumper one, yeah, it was, that weak, was yeah. weaker. Um, is that the one on the? Is that the one that takes place on the planet with like the little purple skin yes, people? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I, now I did think uh, it was cool, like how tough they made him look because he was able to take on multiple Decepticons, and they were like, uh, it, it was almost like Cliff Jumper had a name for himself already as being a, yeah. a danger, even though he's small. So I liked that part of it, but I thought I could have done without the purple people eater people. So, so you're uh, so Ron, what are your three? What are your three high points of that era? I'll, I'll tell you mine real quick. Um, sure. The beginning of All Hail Megatron, where the Decepticons just basically that should have been Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Period. Um, and the other one was Scorponok and the Headmaster reveal gimmick that just blew my mind, and. Uh, the third one is probably um, Maximum Dinobots. Okay. Probably. Oh, oh, God. Last Stand of the Wreckers. How could I forget? Yeah, that, that was good. Last Stand oh. of the Wreckers, I really liked I really liked the story, but the art, it, for me, it was cartoony, and it's kind of what we're seeing right now more than meets the eye. It's not that it's bad. I don't think it's bad. It's just I would, okay. I would rather see an artist like uh, Casey Collar or Guido uh, Guidi or somebody like that doing the art. Nick Roche? Was that Nick Roche, right? Nick Roche? Nick Roche, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick Roche or Roche? I think it's Roche. I, I think it's Roche. I'm not sure. It could be Roche. It could be Roche. I don't know. He's not listening. He's not listening. We know who it is. Um, <laughs> actually, I, I, lo- I love his style. But, yeah, the last time of the record was kind of caught me by surprise. And I got completely unnecessary now. I'm kind of pissed off. I bought the standalone hardcovers for All Hail Megatron I and Last too. Time of the Records, although it's... It's it's in the other versions, yeah. but they just look so nice. I got uh, I double dipped on that too. I got the the um, All Hail Megatron hardcover, and then I ended up getting volume. I think it's five or something like that that also has All Hail Megatron in it. And I told Chuck I'm keeping them both because I like the way they both look. I don't care. I doing the same thing. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, and you can get a lot of money for that All Hail Megatron, yeah. but I don't care. Yeah, I'm keeping it. So yeah, no, what, I I really like the last hit of the records after after I read the entire thing. Yes. As I read the first two issues, I really didn't care much for it, but as it as it wrapped up, I, I enjoyed that immensely. Um, I, I even liked the Bumblebee miniseries. Yeah, the Bumblebee miniseries was good. I haven't read that yet. Um, yeah, that's good. The Ironhide mini was good, too. Um, Except for the ending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it left me scratching my balls for a little bit, but <laughs> well, you kind of understand where they're coming from after you read the rest of the when series. When you read the rest of the series, it makes more sense, but the, right. for the fact that it was a mini series and it, where it kind of ended, it kind of left it really uh, hanging out there for it being a yeah. series. So. Now, I'll tell you what, what really blew me away, Chris, was the uh, the fact that that Spike was working, you know, with the, the Autobots, and it turns out that he was working, you know, against them. He was working for himself, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the ongoing? Yeah, or, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I, I like it because of how it was done and everything else. Um, for pre-Costa stuff, I would say one of the things that jumped out to me, um, I loved Maximum Dinobots because I'm a huge Dinobot fan, so I, that was yeah. that was just fantastic. Um, but 
one of the things was me actually having some sympathy for Megatron when I read Megatron Origin. Yes. Because yes, yes, yes. he's not the which I love that they do this because this is the way a, vil- a proper villain should be created, which is he thought he was doing the right thing, which given the situation, he really was doing the right thing. Um, it's just that it went to his head later. <laughs> um, he was basically standing up against injustice and he was a good guy. Essentially. Um, he just did it his own way in his own brutal way. And I, and it was just so much fun to see like his first meetings with Starscream and his first meeting with Soundwave and his first meeting with the Constructicons and all that type of stuff. It was just such a blast to see all that. Uh, again, no pun intended. Um, and then for um, the big thing for me also was in All Hail Megatron, this was just, well, actually two little, one little thing and one big thing. One little thing was I loved seeing Frenzy's ability in All yeah. Megatron where it's just like he's always kind of schizo because <laughs> um, he can't even control it for himself. Um, and then Thundercracker turning out to uh, save the day because he has a code of honor. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, yeah. Um, even though he sides with the Decepticons and he feels that they're right, he didn't agree with the methods that they were using. So, uh, again, just good character development, development as far as I was concerned. So, um, The whole thing with Sunstreaker, too, um, was messed up. I mean, It was messed up. It was for what he had to go through, and he's still suffering through that now. Yes. Um, so I like the fact that they had that consistency all the way through. Um, I love how they use the Insecticons and how they're... They, well, yeah, I mean, they, they do that, too, with uh, Ironhide and uh, Alpha Trion as well. Like, they bring in that. It's, yeah. yeah. One big universe, they're bringing it all together, yeah. So, um, and then there was there was definitely spotlights that I didn't think I would like because I didn't really know that much about the characters, but I actually liked some of the spotlights. Like, uh, I think it was Nightbeat. I thought that, right. I thought that was a fun you know, a little spotlight and everything else. And again, it was a character. I really didn't, I knew of the name, but I didn't really know anything else. Cause he was nah, I, uh, not to interrupt you, Ryan, but the, the drift mini series, that, that was really, uh, that was fucking amazing. Yeah. And I didn't even I had never even heard of the guy before. Yeah. I didn't either. And I didn't want to get it. Ryan will testify to this. I did not want to get it. I was like, I don't want to get it. It's a five mission mini series. I don't want to waste the money on it. I'll read yours for the show. He talked me into getting it, and I'm very glad I did. Yeah, because I, I so really good. enjoyed it. I actually picked up the Transformer of Drift. Be- I want to as well. And it's Fuck. a really good figure. It is a really good figure too, because all of his swords fit into him. Even when, when he transforms, so yeah, even when he's a car, yeah, yeah, you fit his big sword underneath his chassis, and his other two swords fold up. Uh, into the like doors. into the doors or yeah. something, right? Yeah, it's always hard to find a place to put your big sword. Right, right. I have that problem <laughs> often. So right, right. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, overall, I, I I think there were way more high points than low points. Yes. And um, you know, it's funny because the reading order I read them in, I read the ongoing first, then went back and read everything. And it, only now do I realize that the high points before the ongoing blew blow away the ongoing. Yeah. Uh, but now with the new two series, I fucking love those. Yeah. But uh, well, the, it made me realize that with Autocracy and the new series, how are they going to collect these? Because like, we're coming up on volume six or whatever, 
or seven, seven. of seven, yeah. like, are they gonna just end this because the, the reading order is just shot yeah, because autocracy is before the original plan was to only run the hardcovers up through chaos chaos right yeah so that's that was the plan was that they were going to go up to chaos with the hardcovers and that was it so we might only have one more hardcover maybe two more come out and that's going to be it um i don't know how they're going to if they'll trade the other ones into hardcovers and it's just like oh, 1.5. I don't know, yeah. I or maybe they, they'll do a zero. Should. They, they have to. I mean, the new series, I think, is fantastic. They they have to they have to trade them, and it just wouldn't work the way they're doing it now because they're taking place more or less concurrently. You can't just have... I mean, I guess you could have issues one through six of one and one through six of another and put that in a 12-issue hardcover. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to come out with, like, six to 12-issue hardcovers of each series and just start, you know, I hope. I think think they would do it separately, too. Well, and the thing that I love that they're doing in the new series is that if you've been following all along and you're reading the new series, they make so many nods to the old stuff that has come before that brings it back all together. Like they've already been making mentions to the last stand of the wreckers and the, uh, them searching for the Knights of Cybertron. That's right out of the drift miniseries. Uh Um, and I saw in previews, it looks like they're going to have, um, Metroplex. At least it looked like Metroplex laying down. I think it's either in one of the annuals or something like that. It looked like Metroplex's head lay in there, and I'm like, we haven't seen him, I think, since, since the, the Metroplex. Uh, the Metroplex yeah, one shot. One shot, yeah. Yeah, did did Megatron shoot and kill him? No. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. No. I'm just asking. No. Because he killed did he. He what did he stepped all up in Six Shot's face? Yeah. And like yeah. clutched him. Yeah. Um. And, and I always get Overlord and Six Shot mixed up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Six Shot is... Yeah, that's the other thing. In the comic series, they do not overdo the use of the big characters. Like, no. Devastator doesn't appear in every other series. Omega Supreme, that was an awesome use of him. Yes. And all of them. Yes. They, 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 they are... And Fort Max, that was the one thing that was kind of weird. Fortress Maximus. Yeah. Like, because up till now, they've been using the big characters as physically... Big characters. Big characters. Yep. And now Fort Max is, like, Ultra Magnus size. Yeah, yeah. Kind of fucking weird, um, but it's okay. It was weird, but I still liked that story about because he's kind of messed in the head. <laughs> By the way, uh, they need to pay some more fucking attention. So that the, the storyline where they went to uh, the where the plague the plague uh, pharmacy where there was yes. like Ratchet and Pharma and some other guy and some other guy and they were all red and white Autobots. Yeah. Like holy yeah, shit. Yeah. Tell. That was one of our problems with that storyline was that we just we it kind of took me out a lot of times of, of knowing what was going on and where we, and well and that's actually one of my complaints one of my complaints to to Chuck about the whole more than meets the eye series which it looks like they're getting back to now is that I was like I thought this whole series was about them finding the Knights of Cybertron yet I have yet to see them in the last three four issues even mention about searching for the Knights of Cybertron. So when are we getting back to yeah. that search? But it looks like, from what I've seen in previews, they're getting back on track with that. So there's, it's more up till now. First issue aside, it's been more kind of like OG Star Trek, where they're just flying around space, yeah. and their their mission is to explore space but with no particular end goal, right? Right. You know, uh, and yeah, I, I don't really care if they ever 
I don't need I don't them to care. find it. I just need them to be like, I need to hear that that's their goal right. or that they heard that they're in this place and that's why they're going there. Like, that's fine. I don't need them to ever find them. That, like you said, that, that, that's kind of the point of the series, but like they almost never even mention like, Hey, we're going here. Cause we heard rumors that they're the nice of Cybertron moved to this place. Like we don't even hear about that. Right. Right. Oh. Hey, Chris, are you reading the, uh, the other continuation from the Marvel stuff, the regeneration one? You know, this absolutely. Nice. Yeah. I, awesome. I'm, I'm a whore when it comes to transformers. <laughs> I read, I read Transforming it whore. Um, yeah, I'll tell you, IDW is getting so much of my money recently <laughs> um, with between Turtles and Transformers. And oh, yeah, Ninja. yeah. I mean, shit, I almost picked a Battle Beast. I mean, that's how... It was good. I haven't read it yet. It was good. I'm getting a lot of money. And I guess uh, that's, a good, that's a good segue. Battle Beast. Let's talk uh, plastic. You guys, uh, yeah. you guys have any more closing thoughts on... Transformers IDW. No, just loving it, and I'm and I'm glad there's somebody finally on the show who isn't bashing Transformers <laughs> because I, cause, I'm just not a fan of the the two more than meets the eye and robots in the skies. I'm just not a fan of those. I love um, you're you're dead to me, Chuck. Right. right. I'm, <laughs> I'm really enjoying the regeneration one though. I've read the first issue of that and I really liked it. But you have to understand too, Chris. We we've already had like one or two guests that said like bad things about Transformers, and Chuck was all about, like, jumping ship on me and going, yeah, Transformers suck, and they're, they yeah. suck balls, and I was like, I can't wait till we have Chris on here, and you do a total yeah. 180 and start kissing his ass and say, yeah, Transformers is awesome. <laughs> I am, everyone, I've everyone, never said that yet. <laughs> everyone is entitled to a wrong opinion. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm just, because, you know, a couple of years ago, before IDW started kind of Transformers was in a bad place a while ago, and right now it's pretty goddamn solid. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. From from where from where it was when Dreamwave stopped doing the comics to where it is now is night and day. Yeah. I'll give you that. Uh, and 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 this whole thing took place during the movie era. Yeah. And they yeah. did they oh, yeah. did they did minimal dick suckage to Michael Bay. Thank and God. They did minimal movie tie-ins um i mean the, the, obviously the guys in charge are g1 homeboys right um so thank god yeah i agree because i would be dropping it like a bad habit if it started going towards the bay look and the bay story and everything else so i think well, much like would. much like gi joe i mean they put out their movie adaptations like everybody right. else um so i mean they did that so and then the, the comics just go a different way the same as uh, with G.I. Joe when they did The Rise of Cobra. They had the movie prequel comic out for that, the adaptation, and then the, the regular series just kept on going a different way. So they, they both have and done it. And thankfully for that, too, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they both have done it, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, IDW, if you're listening, good job. Yeah. Very good job. Yeah, yeah. Keep on, keep it on. We know some people there are listening because we've had uh, some of our feelers let them know that we're out there, so... So, well, I mean, yeah. we do buy a lot of IDW comics between all three of us. Like we said, we're getting the GI Joe, we're getting the the Transformers, the Turtles. You got Star Battle Beast. I got ba- Star I, Trek. I picked up Battle Beast. I picked Beast. up Doctor Who. I mean, a lot of IDW is is just good stuff. Here's the thing: I'll tell you with with Battle Beast, not to go on a total tangent, Chris, but the thing I will tell you is when I read the first issue, it was exactly what I wanted Battle Beast to be, which was oh, that's awesome, giant. Monsters with an there was an actual story behind why they're here on Earth. There's an actual like plot and everything else, 
but the art I thought looked beautiful. There's tons of different creatures. In fact, the last panel of the first issue is just nothing but a swarm of different. There's a freaking cow battle beast character. That there's a logo. There's there's logos, right? They have logos. They have right? a logo. Well, they don't have the fire, earth, no. and water. Oh shit! No, there's no rub here, sign. Because here's the thing: they weren't. Oh, they only purchased the name and the concept. They couldn't. They didn't own the rights to the different, um, different you know uh, elements. But but I will tell you, you won't miss that at all. I because I was know what I was looking forward to is an eventual. Maybe a hardcover with turnaround model sheets in the back. <laughs> just the rub side shit. Oh my god, I want it. Oh well, you know what? Okay, I'll, I'm gonna read it uh, on Comixology, yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, like I say, hardcover with a rub yeah. sign on the front of the hardcover. I will also tell you that if you look online, there is a Battle Beast website for the comic, and there's an Ashcan edition that you can read online for free. So you can actually read that, and it's the first. I want to say like eight pages of the first issue. Um, so you can actually read that without even having to buy the first issue just to see if it's something that you would like. And I will tell you, if you like the Ashcan edition, you will like the comic. Okay. So. Good to know. So, yeah, let's... Uh, let's talk about some plastic crack Plastic. Here. Yeah. Plastic crack. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, I don't collect... Well, uh, I collect Sideshow G.I. Joe figures, obviously. But I wanted to talk about... Um, Kind of then and now, because that's what's kind of interesting, because we all have toy buying habits as grown men Mm -hmm. that are kind of, they're based in nostalgia, old school love of the toys we had when we were kids. But, um, yeah, it just, it's interesting to think about with the internet era and all that shit, like how I go about and what I collect now versus what I collected when I was young. Because when I was young, I don't know about you, um, my father loved to collect shit, like <laughs> anything. And so I kind of, I saw what he collected old cars, he collected, you name it, and like he, he liked to collect shit. And so what I did back in like 1990 is I got the Tomart's Star Wars action figure guide that nice. had pictures of every Star Wars three and three quarters figure. And I took out a pen. And I just checked off the ones I had. And what we would do is we would go to the Puyallup Fair grounds in, in Washington State. They'd have toy shows there, okay. old school, like late 80s or, you know, 1990 toy shows. And I would just carry my little book in my backpack. I was like 13 years old with my dad. And I would just hunt down ones for good value, of course, because I was a kid. Nice. And I would just collect all of those motherfuckers. And... I got to the point, I think when I was like 14, I had every single one of them, and I like never paid more than like 10 bucks for any of them. And I still have them all in my basement. I don't, nice. I'm, they're not, but so that's the funny thing is when I got them, I had those displayed on those cool little stands. Right. Now, I don't display little figures at all. And it's like, it kind of makes me sad. I don't have this, I had this feeling to collect them. But I never displayed them really, and I had all of the vehicles from Star Wars. I still have them all, but given how toys are now, it's like there's so many more high-end things yeah. that I almost feel like I almost feel like unless it's like a high-end collectible toy, I, it feels weird to display them uh, for me personally. Yeah. Uh, and so well, I don't not have all of us have that display. Taylor Network money that's coming your way. So. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I. I, I 
So it's it's. I guess what I'm saying is back then it seemed like I, I played with them obviously as a kid, but it was more just collecting them all and having them all. Now it seems uh, that you know no one can be a completist now because they're too expensive, they're too big, and it's more about just getting the items you want and displaying them. And just look at Sideshow for Christ's sake! Like, could you imagine like trying to get them all? Yeah. Well, we're trying to. Oh my God! But just the. Just you know, they didn't have those expensive types of toys, and like that would have blown our minds sure. back then. If oh, would have yeah. had oh, this yeah. quality of toy. Our parents would have looked but at us so and said, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> we were ready for it. It's like it's 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 it, it took our generation to grow up, right? To support that, yeah. And um, so I just was curious. I know you guys at Transformers Star Wars. I want to talk. Okay, there's that's the easy shit. Everyone had Transformers. Everyone had Star Wars. Should have. Beyond the basic stuff, what was the biggest thing that you had, like collection-wise? Chuck, I know My Little Pony, but uh, <laughs> what was the biggest <laughs> one that you had that was the most meaningful to you? Um, uh, mine was Mask. Yeah. Um, uh, what about you, Ryan? Other than the obvious answer, right. what will be someone be surprised to know that you had a lot of or you really love? Let's see, Star Wars? No, just kidding. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> let's see, big. Uh, I actually have quite a few uh, that I had quite a, uh, a lot of. Uh, one was uh, just like you, I had a lot of mask. Uh, so I had like the Rhino and and uh, the uh, Switchblade and, Switchblade all and all Snake Oil truck. And yeah. Stuff. So I had a lot of them. Um, I had a lot of Battle Beasts. We were just talking about them. I had a, quite a few Battle Beasts. Um, yes. I even had something kind of similar to Battle Beasts, but not totally. They were called Army Ants. Yes, oh yes. They were Absolutely. like blue Army Ants and orange Army Ants, and some of them had glow-in-the-dark uh, abdomens and everything else. So, um, so I had a bunch of those. I had uh, Centurions. Um, I had two of the Centurions. Uh, I had a few of the uh, sectars, so and, and I actually went back and oh. bought the ones I had as a kid. I found those online pretty cheap, and I was able to buy some of the the ones I had as a kid. Um, trying to think, there was oh Starcom, that was another. one. I don't that, know that. Yeah, that one I had um, quite a few. It was these guys that had magnetic feet. And they could, they would go on. They would be able to stick to their vehicles, and the vehicles would trans, much like masks, they would transform into bigger attack. They were attack vehicles to begin with, but they would turn into bigger attack vehicles where like turrets would pop out and and everything else. Uh, there was good guys and bad guys, and uh, the good guys had white, and the bad guys had like these brown vehicles. Um, but they, those were really cool. And none of them, they would have stuff that would pop out and move, but none of them moved by battery. It was all done by like spring loaded and everything else. Um, the other one that I had a lot of that I pointed out to Chuck and Chuck had never even heard of it until I had mentioned it was star yours. Oh yeah. Which was a comic book also, uh, at one time I had, I think almost every star your figure there was. I didn't have any. Um, I had the big. Neither, don't worry I had the it. big. I don't know if you would even know this or remember this, but there was a big cobra sh- snake base for it. Um, that that was their headquarters, and like the cobra head would actually shoot out as a vehicle. Um, no. And I can barely find it. Like sometimes you can find it on eBay, but if you do, it's like going for like ridiculous amounts of money. Um, yeah. but that was one of my, those were one of my favorite toys because you could interchange their arms and, 
and everything and legs and heads and everything. Um, so I had a lot of those. I had robotics. That was another thing I had, like a couple, a few sets of those. So I definitely dabbled in just about everything. The only toys I didn't collect as a kid that I wanted to have was I never had any of the Inhumanoids and I never had any of the Dino Riders. But, I, but I always wanted like one or two of those, but I never did get any of those. But you name any other toy line, I probably at least had one representative of, a, of them, if not more. Real Ghostbusters? Uh, I did have a real Ghostbuster. I had Venkman. So I had the 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 that was one of my high end toys was the uh, the station. Okay. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice, well rounded. Uh, my my one of my goals here is for everyone listening to go shit. Yeah, I had that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's one of those things too. Like I I really feel like because I dabbled in so much and I, I honestly did have a knowledge of all this stuff. That's part of the reason why we did the show is because. Chuck and I both have like, like I said, we're at one time we will do a spotlight on visionaries. We will do a spotlight on centurions and sectars and uh, stuff shit. like that <laughs> because they all they all had comics out. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I, at least for me, growing up, I dabbled in all of it, so I'm very familiar of all those things from growing up as a, as a child all the way till now. That's before Chuck gives us his list. Now to bring it to the present. We talked about how toy collecting has changed. Which of those lines would you most like to see a modernized, high-end toy line come out of left field um, and, and, and do? Number one, Mask. I I want to see Mask do something impressive. Okay. Um, as far as... You know what would be really cool for Mask, not to interrupt you no, there, fine. but uh, remember when the Transformers did those uh, alternators? Yeah. Yes. The metal transforming cars? Yeah. If Mask did something similar to that, where it was like a metal diecast, that would be cool. And plus, you got the figure that would fit in there. That, that would be awesome. Really cool. Um, as far as high end, um, but I would well, not high end, but just you know, it, modern toys. You know, something like, I uh, think that they could do something really well with nowadays, but they would really have to revamp the concept a bit. Is I would want to see uh, Visionaries come back. I think that was something that was maybe at its time was a little bit. To it, it, it never hit a mainstream audience like it should have. It, it definitely hit well overseas, I think, but in the U.S. it didn't do as well because um, I think it was just competing with too much at the time. I think if you brought it back now, um, the concept of it would would do really well. Okay, I, I, I like I like what Chuck said about mass. Yeah, I, I like. That. I think if you if you could do, I think you'd have to do six inch. I think six inch. Like try to make them as awesome, like sideshow esque as possible. Not like the super realistic ones we're getting like recently, the last one or two ish. But like more kind of like the Flint and the Duke, the ones that still look very realistic, mm-hmm. but they still look kind of cartoonish. Maybe six inch versions of those with like alternator style or like high end quasi transformer yeah. vehicles. That would just be yeah. boss. Now, as far as just mask in general, I would love to. Chuck and I have talked about this before. I would just love to see them Comic. do just a toy line again of mask, but have them be the the size of Star Wars and GI Joe figures, or the three and three quarter inch size instead of the shorter the two and a half. Yeah, inch two and a half inch work. before. Yeah, 
um, and then do vehicles that are that size that are for that because then you could really have interactions as if for a yeah. kid they could really like play with G.I. Joe and Transform or G.I. Joe and uh, Star Wars and Mask and have it all be in the same uh, same dimensions and everything. Well, for the, the G.I. Joe 25th anniversary, they did that Matt Tracker. Right. Which everyone which thought that was going to be the start of awesome. it. Yeah. Everyone thought that was going to be the start of something, and it unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. and it was just a one-time deal, and yeah. that was it. It was too bad. Yeah. I uh, okay, Chuck. Let's hear. Uh, and, you know, obviously, uh, Masters. I had tons of Masters. I had the Castle and the Snake Mountain. I had shitloads of those. So not Masters, uh, not Star Wars. What weird shit did you have, man? Uh, basically, I was pretty. Uh, not too weird. Um, the majority of my collection, I guess, as a kid, they were just toys to me, but it was G.I. Joe. That was the majority thing that I had. I had a handful of Star Wars, a handful of Masters, a handful of Transformers. Did you have Air Raiders? <clears throat> no, nah, I mean, I had like one or okay. something like that. Not, not enough to okay. do anything with. The majority else of what I had was um, baseball cards. I know it's not toys, but I had a shit ton of baseball me cards. Me too, me too. I had a ton of um, Migos, as I had like Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Robin. I, I had a bunch of Mego figures. I had the Hulk. Uh, I, I, I actually buried them in my front yard at a house I lived in in Eastlake. It's crazy. Oh, speaking of me, uh, did you guys have the Bow and Duke and the General Lee? Yes, I did. Chocolate, I, I had did Bow not. and Luke, yeah. yeah. That is a badass toy. Oh, man. Look at the car. I mean, the figures are just kind of... I think what they're GI, they're like GI Joe figures, essentially, kind yeah, of. Yeah, the size. Yeah, they actually did Mego style with the clothes, Bo and Luke too, and I had those. See, and I, I had the know. little ones you're talking about too, the smaller ones, like the GI yeah. GI Joe size that fit in the car. I, that was my next thing. I had a, a ton of Dukes of Hazard stuff. Like I had a, like a lot of playing Dukes of Hazard, you know, toys. Oh. Um, the little wrist slot cards. Yes, shit, on yeah, yeah, that. Wrist, you wind them up and. You pull down a little red ramp and wrist racers or something they're called. Well, it was no, it was uh, it was a it was a ring, it was or a watch or a ring. It was it was very small. Like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It had the little tiny red ramp, and you just press a little orange button on the back, and yeah, it was it just shot out after you yeah open it up. Yeah, wrist racers, I think. Those were awesome. Add that, and there was this uh, like barn set with the General Lee, and you rev it up, and you you put it on the ground, and it busts through the barn, and it, it kicks up on two back wheels, and it was awesome that. Kind of rolled over some things like a stomper truck would. I had some stompers. <laughs> um, I had a, a shit ton of Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars because I would get the cities yeah. and play with those. Yeah. Like I remember for Christmas getting the big, huge Hot Wheels city that you could fold up and carry it around. And I mean, I played yeah. with stuff like that. It I remember all, you had yeah. the uh, the same thing I had. I think Chuck, you had that evil Knievel stunt cycle that you'd rev up and everything. Oh yeah, the yeah, ripboard. Uh, I actually got that. It wasn't like a like a new toy. I got that like secondhand at a yard yeah, sale or something. It was still it awesome. Was, it was still cool. Yeah, it still worked. It was pretty yeah. badass. Yeah. And we all had micro machines. I did. Yeah. Fuck you had a couple, yeah. not a lot. I, had, I mean, really? I had quite a few. Not, I had all the little pocket cities. You know, the, they folded out into little tiny squares, I never, and you could yeah, I never plug had the cities. together. Yeah, yeah I never had any of those. I yeah. never had the cities, but I had a lot of the vehicles. Yeah, those were like 
crack. Like before, people had Game Boys and shit. You carry around little plastic boxes full of a fast food thing and a little two micro machines, and, just and I sat out on the dinner table yeah, and just start playing with that. And shit. I remember that I was really heavy into wanting to be a pilot at the time, at that age, and I bought a ton of the micro machine planes. Yes. Jets, yeah. The different jets and everything else. Because I would buy, I would go to the library back when there was no internet. Um, <laughs> I'd go to the library and get these like military books. Of, Jane's, Jane's books. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you would see yeah. like all the different names of the jets and all the different names of the tanks and and learn all about them. And it was just so cool. So. And I had a, like growing up a little bit later on, like uh, after. It was before or after, like, Power of the Force. I think it's Power of the Force got me back into toys when when that came out. Was that in 95? Yeah. Some, uh, I think it's around there, yeah. Yeah. I, I got a, a lot of the, those Star Wars toys because of, you know, my attachment and nostalgia for the old Star Wars toys. And then I discovered um, starting lineups, which are Kenner's yeah. basic sports figurines. I have all my original OG, like, Wave 1 Michael Jordan and shit that are probably yeah. funny, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell they are. I kept them yeah, in the I'm box. That's such a nerd. Yeah, I kept I know. them in the box and just displayed the box like they were the deluxe ones that weren't that weren't in the packaging. And then there were they were like in little boxes because they had like little cutouts from the newspaper, like as like a display stand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a couple Remember of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the original ones headliners were or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had a shit ton of those. I was selling them at Ryan's garage sale, a dollar a piece. <laughs> yeah, all the little ones, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I, I mean, I had Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Yep. Um, I had I had a lot of those. I still have some of them. I kept some. The, the ones I didn't really care for or I didn't want, I sold those. But I had a ton of those little guys. So, that I mean, that was something that kind of got me back into collecting toys after I kind of finished up with uh, Power of the Force. I was starting to do that. And that's when I got the collecting bug was right around that time because – up until then, they were just my toys, and I was just a kid. I was just playing yeah, with what sure. I had. What did you get into then? No, when it turned into collecting was was Power of the Force, and it's like Star Wars, and they're like, okay, I need one of every figure. I need a Luke. I need a Han. I need a Lando. I need a Leia. I need a Chewbacca. C-3PO, R2-D2, Darth Vader, Stormtrooper. I had to get one of everything, and I had my own apartment, and what I was doing was in my bedroom, I was you know thumbtacking him to my wall. So I had a cool little nerd place in my bedroom, which is why he, then, which is why well, he was married for a long time. So yeah, I was waiting for you to jump in there. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm setting up the joke here, so lob it, lob it as necessary. Notice he said there wasn't a whole lot of women in the bedroom. There was just a lot of toys hanging on the wall. <laughs> I had a he got, he got the chicks to dress up as slave Leia. They were down. <laughs> if I could find one to do that'd be awesome. I got some numbers for you. No, <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, well, yeah, I, uh, so you've been collecting, you've been collecting for, like, off, like, well, so, hey, Star Wars, but then where'd it go to, after that, like, did you get into Master Star Wars, I kind of slowed down on, um, because, like, Phantom Menace came out, and, uh, what? What? and I kind of slowed down a little bit after that. I picked up a couple things, but not as much as I was with, uh, you know, the Power of the Force stuff, um, I slowed down to that. I, I went heavily into sports figures because I was still into sports. I still like sports. I just the, the, the players now they switch teams so often it doesn't. Yeah, it's not the it's, it's not the same. Not it's the same, with yeah. sports. The t- time horizon plays plays with your expectations. So when you're a kid, you know you think of sports 
uh, Ken Griffey Jr. played for the Mariners from my entire childhood, you know, from like the time yeah. I was 10 to 20. So, the, now it's, you know, you kind of get this perception that these are my guys, but then as you get older, 30-plus years old, you realize it's just a revolving door of, yeah, of exactly. players, and, and it's you become more a fan of the team than of yeah. particular players. Yeah. And um, That's where I'm I at, that, too. Yeah. That's what that hurt. It hurts your desire, I think, to get, um, from my desire, to get sports figures. Like, if they came out with top-of-the-line sports figures of, like, classic, like, if they came out with a like, Ken Griffey Jr., and an Edgar Martinez, like maybe I'd start picking up like one or two to display with my autographed baseballs. But like I'm not going to just get current right. players because talk about like buyer's remorse. So you go and get an Ichiro, and then a year later he's playing for the fucking evil empire, you know? Right. So forget <laughs> that shit. Yeah. Yeah, how's, um, that feel? how's that take? <laughs> oh shit, man. Well, Justin, I'll tell you what though, um, I, I actually the same thing with like like football jerseys or stuff like that. I, I came to the rationalization. I had my wife get me a Chicago Bears jersey with my own name on the back of it, and and Ryan has one yeah, too, uh, a, a Browns jersey one. with his own name. Yeah, I have a Browns one with my. It's like I'm always going to like the team, and I'm not going to change, so I'll just get my own name. You know what I do, and it works really well. Is um, you know you like a player when he retires or gets traded, and you still love the guy, and his jerseys go even on the authentics go 50% off or more. Like, Matt Hasselbeck, one of my favorite Seahawks of all time, still, after they got rid of him, still one of my favorite players of all time. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, his authentic jerseys, instead of being $250, they were like 80 bucks. Yeah. You know, clearance yeah, you, or whatever. Yeah, and so, my wife got me one of those. And yeah. you know that, you know, it's, it's, I'm not getting the flavor of the month, you know, yeah. player. Yeah. I'm getting one that's important. Yeah, like, like, now, so- you mentioned earlier, too, that you had some autographed baseballs. Now, I have some autographed baseballs, too. I actually have an American League ball signed by King Griffey Jr. Good man. Good man. One of the five greatest players of all time. Nice. But, yeah, I, I, I have my back. Uh, Steiner Sports puts out pretty good, like, little display cases, and you guys will see it before yeah. Baltimore. Uh, I have... Like Griffey, Buner, Edgar, Ichiro, Felix Hernandez, just the best players that the Mariners have ever had. Um, and I just kind of limit it to like all time greats for my team. Um, but I don't go chasing, you know, autograph yeah, of the best yeah. player. Yeah, I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious at uh, when you're not looking, how much stuff I can fit in the back of my SUV. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I'll watch him. Don't worry about it. I'll watch him. Yeah, you'll watch you, you'll watch me as you help me load it in. <laughs> I didn't say what I would be doing. I said I'd watch it. It's gonna be like that. It's gonna be like Mission Impossible. You're gonna set up like the screen with like all of my books, and then I like right. walk up and see the screen, and like all the shelves are fucking empty. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't get it. I, I, I yeah, I might be too busy reading some of those books to help Ryan do anything. <laughs> the uh, yeah, it's um. Yeah, no, looking forward to Baltimore. Oh, yeah. uh, that's going to yeah. be a fucking great time. Uh, well, not to uh, cut this short, even though it wasn't yeah. short, because uh, this is already probably going to be over a three-hour-long episode, which will be awesome. Um, and uh, the only thing I want to ask you before before we wrap up with you here, Chris, uh, just going back to Transformers, because I did notice it sitting here on my desk. Have you been getting at all the UK, the volumes that have been Yes. Out? Those are awesome. Absolutely beautiful. The only, I mean, it's really hard to get those, and they're really nice collections. Yeah. I do find it odd that they seem to 
print it undersized. Like when you yeah. open up the book, it's like there's a lot of gutter, a lot of border space. Yeah. Um, I thought that was interesting, but I think I love the, the history. I love it. Get in there. Talk about extras. Like yeah. the first volume had like 25 pages of just awesome information. Right. Before um, you even got to an issue. Before you even got to an issue. Yeah. Oh, that's I cool. definitely that's cool. have those. Yeah. Definitely have those. Highly recommend yeah. them. I mean, they're $30 cover price. You can certainly get them cheaper than that on either Amazon or in stock, but you get way more than your money's worth with these things. So yes. I've got now, the third uh, volume so far. So Plastic crack question for you. Did you preorder your uh, uh, Soundwave? The of Masterpiece course. Soundwave? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... That's what got me back in. Uh, I have not been collecting high-end toys or toys in general hardly at all. Uh, what got me back in was the Masterpiece Optimus that came out last year. Right. Uh, and that toy is like sex. Um, nice. And so I got that, and then I picked up all of that size because they kind of redid the size. They rejiggered the size a little bit. And so like Rodimus, Grimlock, Optimus... Starscream all fit in the nice size, and as Chuck mentioned, Soundwave is coming out, and Sideswipe, and Red Alert, and I definitely pre-ordered those bad boys. They look gorgeous. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to think about it seriously if they do um, Jazz because I that's one of my favorite characters. So yeah, they should, right? right. I mean, um, it seems like they're kind of going with. I mean. Sideswipes only, only $83 or something, yeah. uh, which, which you know, kind of opens the door to them doing a lot of more of the vehicles, right. like Prowl and Jazz and all those guys. But I'm just nervous about getting the Porsche license. I mean, I was pretty impressed they got the Lambo license. Yeah. Um, well, and you figure you can get two out of that because you have Sideswipe and you have Sunstreaker. They're basically the same robot, so. Well, I you've hit, you've. I'll tell you what, you go on the Transformer boards and they will rip your ass. No, they, they, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the nerd rage. It's like they're completely different size, completely different transformations. They would take major remolding, but I agree. Bullshit. I, uh, they're the same character. They were brothers in the comics and in the in the cartoon. They were brothers. They were the exact same freaking car. No, that, I mean, they, they could get three molds out of that. They could get a couple out of... But I mean, yeah, there's two. There's a lot of them that I really want to see that I'm nervous we will never see yeah. because they are truly one-off, like Hound. Yeah. Or you know, I mean, and I don't know if we'll get like a real proper G1 accurate Bumblebee because I don't know if they can get the Volkswagen license. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, now the ones that you buy, Chris, are those the American releases or the Japanese Takara? Japanese ones. Nice. And it's a shame too because back when the, as far as I know yeah they are they're better yeah I could I imagine uh, I could be totally wrong on this but it's a shame because back when these toys first came out no one gave a crap about do we have the Volkswagen license they just said let's make a Beetle car and yeah. here's Bumblebee yep. and let's make this car and this is gonna be Prime and this is gonna be Cliff Jumper they just made the cars and no one said anything now that there's big money involved with it Nelson the automakers want to get in on it and everything. So, well, hopefully they can come to some sort of arrangement yeah. and really put out an amazing. You know, it's funny talking about Sunstreaker. When I was a kid, I always thought I had Sunstreaker, mm-hmm. but I really had the yellow GoBot oh. Lamborghini. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it, nice. it took me until uh, last year to realize, yeah, I didn't have um, 
Sunstreak. I had a GoBot nice. that was a yellow Lamborghini. Nice. Yeah, Ryan thought he had Bumblebee, but he actually had Cliff Jumper. So yeah. there you go. I, I thought I had Bumblebee, but I had the Gold Bug like Revbot from like Kmart from nice. like 1990. Well, yeah, uh, I had the uh, Bumblebee that was red because they came out with Bumblebee in two different <laughs> versions. So my Bumblebee became my Cliff Jumper. That's funny. Even though he was naked. Yeah, he had the red so, one. Nice. Yeah. All right, Chris. Well, uh, yeah. let our listeners know uh, how else they can find you because you're on a couple other shows. So. Yeah, uh, No Apologies podcast on the Taylor Network of podcasts, which is a, a great show. Yeah. And um, just find me on Twitter, Chris Campbell Eight. Um, and if you're coming to Baltimore, you know, say. We'll be there. Nice. So nice. Now, are you also still doing the uh, Marvel noise here and there? Or? Oh, oh my God! Yes, um, fantastic. <laughs> uh, it's been a long work week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is a labor of love with uh, Alan uh, Alan White, New Mutant, and yep. Steve Raker, and we. It's it's a segment on Marvel Noise um, called Fantastic Foresights, yep. and uh, we shine a little light on that uh, well deserved corner of the. Marvel you. Yeah. Um, and Alan's actually going to be sharing a room with us in Baltimore. Is he really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah he, he is a, one of the funnest people I know. Yeah. So. Nice. Looking nice. forward to it. So. All right, man. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing well, you in hey, a, about a month. Once, uh, yeah. Going to pull a surprise rabbit out here. I have one question since a lot of people have been asking us questions. I'm going to flip the script here and I got a question for Ryan. Okay. Ooh. Oh, boy. Okay. Unrehearsed question yeah, I have for Ryan. absolutely no idea what the hell this is. <laughs> if you were not doing the Star Joe's podcast, uh-huh. you were not covering 80s properties with yours truly, yeah. but you wanted to podcast, uh-huh. what podcast would you be doing and why? Uh, I think I've talked about this on the forums before, but I would be doing, most likely I'd be doing a Brave and the Bold podcast, and it would be focused on Green Lantern and The Flash. Nice. Uh, become, the comic Brave and the Bold or the cartoon? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so you would take both. Okay. No, I would. I wouldn't. It wouldn't be on the cartoon because that's on. It's mostly on Batman and, Batman, and, and yeah. teaming up. Brave and the Bold was originally a comic, and most of the time it focused right. on uh, Green Lantern and Flash team ups. Um, or a lot of times it did. I should say most of the time. Or Batman. Or Batman. Batman yeah. But uh, I would be doing not only the current. I would be not only covering the current issues of Flash and Green Lantern, but I would also be doing retros going back to the very beginning. Um, I would actually get a hold of some issues of Brave and the Bold and go back and do retro reviews on that. I would give do spotlights on certain Flash characters or GL characters. So I would basically be doing exactly what we do for Star Joes, but it would be focused on Green Lantern and Flash. Would you you do this solo or would you have a co-host? I would uh, now, knowing now what I know, um, yeah, I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually not a negative. <laughs> I know. I just I didn't realize how I said that. Knowing what I know now, I would do it solo. No, uh, knowing what I know now, I absolutely would want to be doing it with somebody else because um, the camaraderie and the banter and everything else. I, I think you lose all of what makes our show a lot of fun uh, if you're just doing it by yourself. Because um, nice. you and I have talked about just doing episodes by ourselves, where we like spotlighted something where it was just one of us talking the whole time. And I think we both kind of shied away from that because it loses what we have. 
Yeah, it's like it's like Kiss doing the solo albums. It's just not as good. Yeah, it's not the same. So uh, I would definitely, like I said, back then, if I was doing it back then, I would not uh, have. I probably would have just done it by myself. But now, knowing what I know now, I absolutely would have uh, somebody on with me, even if it was something like we just did, where I every episode I had a new listener on with me, even if it wasn't a, the same ho- co-host every time. Um, I would definitely have somebody on the, on the line with me. Okay. How about you? If you weren't doing this one, what and you were doing a podcast, what would you do? Oh, oh that's your question. Just sure, I'll just flip it I'll back, just flip on, it back on you. Sure, <laughs> Masters of the Universe. <laughs> there, you know what? There's 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 a lot of Masters of the Universe cast, and that'd be great. I would I would love to do something like that. But if it was strictly comic books or something like that, it would probably. I'm reading a lot of DC comics, so I mean, I, I would I would beg the DC noise guys to let me on. Okay. Um, would you do it by, would you do one by yourself or would, or is it kind of the same as me where you feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would like to do one by myself. I just like to talk and get other people's opinions. And like you said, the, the back and forth, the banter back and forth is always cool. And you, you can play off of what the other guy says and make another point. And it's, it's very hard to talk into the mic and keep it going without a bunch of long pauses. Yep. So I I would definitely need another guy or, or another girl, you know, to do it. Um, you know, maybe something you know yeah. like that. Cool, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't hey, think hey. if I was if I wasn't doing this show, I don't even know if I would do another one. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I kind of a lot of effort, a lot of effort, guys. And it's appreciated. We all love the show. But uh, and by the way, do you have all those archives, uh, the Flash archives and the Green Lantern archives? I don't have all of them. I have. I did start getting the Green Lantern omnibus ones that they came out with recently. Those replaced my archive edition ones. The archives are sexy, though. Yeah, I know. Um, I do have yeah, I, I do have a few of the Flash archives. I don't have all of them, but uh, I do have some of them. I have a lot of those archive editions, and they are, like you said, they are sexy. So people, people that don't know, uh, John Broom is a motherfucking legend, and he doesn't get a tenth of the props he deserves. I would agree. People, people, yeah, people sleeping on his old stuff. John Broom's older material from the 60s is flash stuff, whatever. That stuff holds up today yep. like people don't even understand. Yep, I totally it's, agree. It's amazing. I totally agree. So, All right, Chris. Uh, yes. well, let's, I'm going to give our information out here. And uh, people can find us at starjoes.com. Uh, they can find us at the forumforgeeks.com. Just like we talked about, it's a great community. If you have been on the fence of joining because you haven't been on there from the beginning, don't hesitate. We welcome everybody on there. We just had a new uh, forum poster, Chromium Age. He started posting on there, and uh, he just jumped right in, and it's it's been awesome. So if you're on the fence of joining the forums, please do, because we, like Chris said, we're on there every day. We can talk to you yeah, every we, day. Um, basically, our, our jobs let us uh, be able to uh, check it out during once or twice a day. During breaks and stuff like yeah. that and everything, yeah. Um, and then uh, you can... Email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. You can call us and leave us a voicemail. We still haven't gotten any voicemails recently, so would love to have one for the next episode. That's 440-941-JOES, J-O-E-S, so 440-941-JOES. And then uh, Twitter, it's at starjoespodcast. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up starjoes. There's a profile page and there's a fan page. Uh, I typically keep up with the fan page, and Chuck keeps up with the profile page. Um, believe it or not, Chris, he's doing a lot more these days, so I, I've been shocked. 
no, just <laughs> no, it's been awesome uh, to have uh, Chuck running that. So um, any uh, iTunes, please leave us an iTunes review. Uh, good or bad, we don't care. And just like we mentioned last episode, if you're in another country and you see iTunes reviews for us, please send them to us. And as Chuck mentioned, please translate them for us if they're in another language. We would appreciate that, and we will happily read them on the air. Uh, you can post comments right on our website. You can play our episodes right from the website. Please subscribe through iTunes. It's free, so why wouldn't you? Um, and you can find us on Stitcher Radio. It's a free app for your mobile devices and you can list star joe's as your one of your favorites we've had a lot of listeners through stitcher so that's awesome um anything i'm forgetting chuck no i think you've kind of pretty much hit the nail on the head and covered it all that closing is becoming longer and longer every time we add something else that people can find us but it's worth it so i know i know um well it's it's good it's all good well with chris with you being our our final guest here i'm going to let you go ahead and and do the closing line. But other than that, I appreciate you being on, on the line here with us as I do all of our guests. I, and uh, Chuck, I know you feel the same way. Yeah. Say thank you to everybody. Thank you very much. It's been a, it's been a ball talking to you guys. Thanks. And we're definitely, we'll do it again. We're definitely, we'll do it again. Yeah. We're definitely going to do this again. Um, but other than that, I will turn things over to you, Chris, to go ahead and give the closing line. May the force be with you. Yeah. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. In today's story, you saw how the widgets were fooled by Evil Lynn's disguise. They learned that bad things can be made to look good, and why we should always be careful and question everything that doesn't seem right. But it works both ways, and that's why the saying, you can't judge a book by its cover, is so important. What it means is that appearances can be deceiving, and you shouldn't judge books or people by the way they look. It's what's inside that really counts.